It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Warning, this show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigars... You missed your favorite episode. Running across but wait, Wyoming call faster now than a new case of measles. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods. Live on AM 1030 and the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. RCDs and cassette tapes are ethically manufactured with union labor and will most likely work on your government-issued listening devices. But let's be honest. Even if you don't pay, we're taking your money anyway. Patriarchy oppressing me, I'm at a university. A student in gender studies, learning about misogyny. Patriarchy, yes, that's a tune, and I'm a man, but don't assume. My gender is all up to me, why are you invalidating? My lived experiences, I hate myself cause I exist. is a safe space you're not allowed you don't behave you upset the minorities you support white supremacy i know because i'm very woke i knew the first time that you spoke patriarchy was on your lips pushing outdated narratives thinking about only yourself threatening students mental health don't you know where I spend all my time on Tumblr But I know what it's like to be poor I've never had a job before Why do I need one anyway? Why can't I stay home and get paid? Capitalism exploits me That's what my professor told me I know it's true, he hates money That's why he took the class for free Or this only tricks in money Taxpayers bought Not 
economic privilege. Meritocracy is non-existent. I know you use dog whistle terms. I've cracked your code, so I have learned to read your mind. That's why I may accuse you of thoughts you didn't say. Oppressors and the oppressed. My worldview is not complex. Conspiracies of hierarchies oppress all the minorities. All other analyses simply have ruled hierarchy. It's black and white. That's what I hear. Wake up, my homie. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. I think we might be back here anyway. Uh, Miss Mary is working on it. I just uh, went over to listen to see if what I was playing actually came on the air, and it seems to be, but very late. Sorry about that, folks. We are working on it. It seems some kind of computer glitch that was supposed to turn the program over to me and put it on the air, and it just didn't happen. So, all right. We'll get to the problem and try to work it out. And I'm sorry about all of the commercials that just ran for you. I'll delay the next commercial break until the last possible minute and play it so we can get through all of that. Okay, some of the things that we're going to go through this morning. Wyoming governor bans TikTok on all state-owned devices. Hmm. I didn't think Governor Gordon was going to go with that. And, and it's not just him, our new Secretary of State, who's coming into office soon, was asking for the same thing. I look at that as I don't know if China's really involved through TikTok or not. I think it might be an overreaction. We'll see. Following that story for you. Also, um, Trump released superhero action cards of himself. Yeah, you can now get Donald Trump superhero action playing cards, like baseball playing cards. I haven't heard of that before until now. Well, okay, apparently that's an, apparently people don't care either. It's Campbell, I'm going to get to this a little bit later on this morning. Campbell County Commissioner wants library board booted. And it's not because they're woke, it's because they're not. We'll get into that later on this morning. Let's see. Uh, Wyoming Game and Fish having a hard time recruiting game wardens. And then there's the story about lab-grown meat, which I'm going to get into actually first on this one. Because you remember a little while ago, and it's Wyoming producers of chicken that just don't care. You remember a little while ago, they came out with that fake meat for beef. Right, And they told you it was going to be better for you and better for the planet. And it turns out when you take a look at it, not only was it not cheaper, like they said, it was much more expensive. 
kind of like wind and solar power and electric cars. It was more expensive. It's not better for you. It's worse for you. It's not bad for you, but it's not as good for you as just eating regular meat. And it's not good at all for the planet. Once again, what you're told to do to save the planet turned out not to be. And the beef products, they had an initial, well, people were curious about it. So they tried it. It was on menus and all sorts of different fast food chains. But you notice it's faded away. Okay, people tried it, interesting, but then they went back to doing what they were doing before. They were not impressed. One of the stories I have up this morning is, so the FDA has finally approved artificial chicken meat grown in a lab. The problem is the same thing as it is with artificial beef. That's why producers of poultry, even some that were interviewed here in the state of Wyoming by Cowboy State Daily, are just yawning at this. Because as it, as they try to come out now, and, it, and it's not released yet into your grocery store, but the next one is to try to get you with artificial chicken. And the artificial chicken meat, once again, is more complex to make than just regular chicken. It's going to end up being more expensive. And I'm thinking like the beef. Go to your grocery store right now and go looking in the meat department. How big is the section for artificial beef? Do you even have a section for artificial beef? You might, maybe, depends on where you live as to how big that section is, but most places do not have a section for artificial beef. In most cases, they don't. All right, so here's from, this is the website MoneyWise. Fake meat sales are now plunging because of high prices being too woke for customers. So, the, in other words, the woke movement did not turn customers on. It turned them off. Being told that you have to buy this stuff because you're saving the planet. And, you know, woke didn't work. But also the high price didn't work. And in general, when people ate it, they just were not impressed with it. From Bloomberg Business Report, Beyond Meat Slump Sales After Outlook uh, Misses Estimates. So, once you were told when the artificial beef came out, that this was going to be a massive market. Oh, dear Lord, the people that were going to be buying it and your grocery store was going to transform. And when you went to buy fast food, it was going to be transformative. And so some people speculating in the stock market uh, bought into this. And so stock prices did go up on some of this artificial meat. But in the long run, it hasn't panned out. And right now, the artificial meat section. Now, again, if you go to go to a fast food chain and take a look at what's on the menu, a few places still have some alternate meat on there, but most places don't. And go to your grocery store and go find the artificial meat. If you find it, the section is about as big as the vegan section. But they're still trying, so the next one they're going to try with is fake chicken. Now, there's a – see, something in the story about how this is from Upside Foods. This is what they're going to – this is from the website of the people trying to make artificial chicken. Uh, we love meat, they say on the website. We also love animals and the blue-green planet we share. So we're making meat in a new way cultivating it directly from animal cells 
to satisfy our cravings, our conscience, and our heart. It's easy to be on the same side. We look for the upside, hence the name of the company. Fried chicken sandwiches we dream about. Future-friendly real chicken meat that makes you and the world smile. Meat, now part of a well-balanced planet. Cells are the building blocks of our meat and our delicious chicken reduce it. Here we go. Here we go. Carbon footprint. And, of course, it all goes back to the idea that CO2 is a pollutant. So they think, and so we have to reduce that carbon footprint. So they're going to try again anyway. Now, hang on, because in just a moment, I was watching an old episode of Mythbusters that plays into this. 622, Wake Up Wyoming. Hi, I'm Uzo Aduba, and right now, medical information is not regularly being shared within the research community, but you can help change that. Patients can help accelerate research by sharing their information and unique experience. Everyone's experience with cancer matters, including my own. If you're a cancer patient in the U.S. and its territories or Canada, you may be able to play a part in accelerating cancer research and uncovering new breakthroughs simply by sharing your patient data with researchers around the world. My unique experience can make the difference of life and death to some of the people in my community. It is in our stories and data that the answers can be found. Join Stand Up to Cancer, Count Me In, and thousands of patients like Maeve, Bridget, and Joel in this movement. For our family. For our friends. For us all. The information is out there. Together we can unlock it. Join in at standuptocancer.org slash countmein. I love the Army. You just have this brotherhood that you can't find anywhere else. Since coming home from war, I've tried so many different things. I just remember thinking, like, it's over. After being forced to medically retire, Angie battled addiction to prescription medications, eventually losing her house and marriage. Then she found Wounded Warrior Project. And so I went online, I signed up, and I knew that Wounded Warrior Project was definitely my new community. One of the staff members, she put me in for peer mentor training. It was like for the first time someone recognized something good about me and thought that I had something to give back to someone else. Are you doing okay otherwise? I've kind of picked up woodworking with my grandfather, oh, yeah. so... I got 3D stuff. All those activities gave me a new way to live without drugs, a new way to live without feeling like I'm broken. You can live a meaningful life after traumatic experiences. You wouldn't go into battle alone. You don't have to fight this alone. Visit woundedwarriorproject.org slash not alone.
625 is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. East side of Wyoming, lots of wind today. Well, you had lots of wind last night. You think you got it bad. North Dakota's really been... Uh, Don Day's coming on. He has an extended forecast at 645. 745, it's him and me, and he'll talk about that extended forecast, which is pretty involved winter officially here. Okay, so the story I'm working on with you right now is, once again, here comes the fake meat thing. Now it's the fake chicken, which we've told you about before, but now the FDA has approved it. So they're going to try to push that on. Expect a bunch of commercials and so on. They're not ready to put it out yet, but that's coming down. It's just got FDA approval now, so now it's the next step. Well, last night, I saw a little bit of an old Mythbusters episode, and it illustrates something that I've been saying for many years about stuff that they tell you is supposed to be better for the planet. So they went and took a bunch of vehicles automobiles, motorcycles, things like that, from older vehicles to newer vehicles to find out which is actually friendlier to the planet. Because, you know, the claims that are made. And there's several vehicles out there, like the smart car. There's a motorcycle that actually is a pretty fast little motorcycle, but it has one cylinder. And you might think, a one-cylinder motorcycle, how does that work? Actually, it's pretty fast. But they all tell you this is better for the environment with the emissions and so on. And so they put that to the test looking at just what came out as far as emissions. Now, the first thing I discount is CO2 is not a pollutant. So when they got to that part, I just threw that away as I don't care what the CO2 emission is. But what about other stuff that comes out of your tailpipe? And it turns out, and this Mythbuster episode is a few years old, but it turns out that a lot of these so-called eco-friendly cars that you're driving around don't do any more for the environment. They're not more environmentally friendly. And in fact, some of them are even worse for the environment than, as I've been saying for quite a few years, any kind of vehicle you drive is going to have an impact on the environment, any kind. You can't drive a vehicle around without some kind of environmental impact. Welcome to planet Earth. It's going to happen. The best you can do, if you really care about emissions, again, not CO2, the other stuff, just buy a small four-cylinder older car. Because according to the Mythbusters little study that they did, those actually have much better ratings in emissions than a lot of the newer stuff that's being put out that they tell you is better for the environment. And on that note, I still put in there electric cars. Yeah, your electric cars are actually bad for the environment. But yes, if we're not talking vehicles, your wind and solar and so on, not really good for the environment. But now let's get into your meats, your fake meat, your fake beef. And even when you look at what's supposed to be this fake chicken they want to come out with, even that kind of stuff is not all that good for the environment. Not like they tell you that it's going to be. So, all right. A lot of what they say is supposed to be good for you isn't as good for you or the planet as they claim it's going to be. Hey, we're coming up on 630. Local news coming your way right after local news update on your weather forecast. You and I get back into it. Wake up, Wyoming.
636 the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Okay, so we're getting Join the conversation. Nine days later from Christmas. And one of my favorite things to do around Christmas time, it's kind of become a, a Christmas tradition for me, is to rag on the buzzkills because there's absolutely nothing wrong with you embracing whatever holiday you want to embrace. And I say that because, you know, there's Christmas, there's Hanukkah, and so on. But to embrace it and have a good time with it, that's the point of the holiday season. I mean, really, the whole point of this is to come together, family, things like that. That's what these holidays are all about. And there always has to be some buzzkill trying to make you feel guilty about it. Oh, didn't see you there. We all love this time of year, especially the songs. But let's be honest, many of the classic songs we grew up with are just out of date for our time, filled with atrocious things like acknowledging differences in genders, celebrating the nuclear family, and appreciating traditions and history. Just like wishing people a Merry Christmas is obviously bigoted and outdated, it's time to bring holiday songs into the 21st century by updating them with political correctness. So we're pleased to introduce progressive sounds of the season, modernizing all those cherished classics you know and love, such as Silent, Mostly Peaceful Night, I'll Be Woke for Christmas, Deck the Halls, Fa-la-la-la-la Lockdown, Perfect for while you're mixing those Molotov cocktails, Holly Jolly Protest. One of my personal favorites, The Little Looter Boy. Rioting around the Christmas tree. For all my Latinx compadres out there, Felice Antifa. One that's good for the whole family, all I want for Christmas is you to wear a mask. I'll be homeless for Christmas. The 12 days to slow the spread of Christmas. I saw daddy kissing Santa Claus. Oh, come all ye hateful. Santifa baby, hurry down to Chaz tonight. And that California classic, it's beginning to look a lot like Venezuela. We all have that one relative who's just got a disproportionate amount of holiday cheer. This album is the perfect gift to take that away from them and level the playing field. For three easy payments of $19.99, this collection can be yours today. But wait! Call now and we will throw in this tax-rich sweater for the small price of $69.99. This is a one-time offer. Our CDs and cassette tapes are ethically manufactured with union labor and will most likely work on your government-issued listening devices. But let's be honest. Even if you don't pay, we're taking your money anyway. That's the part at the end of that bit that I really respect the most. No matter what, we're going to be taking your money anyway. But that's a woke Christmas for you. Or Hanukkah, whatever else. Whatever happened... By the way, we were supposed. There was another holiday that came around in the '90s. Kwanzaa. Is that still a thing? I have to go look that up. I bet it's still out there. I bet people haven't given up on it. But remember, just like the whole fake meat thing I was talking about last hour of the program, last half hour. There's the whole holiday thing that came along with Kwanzaa back in the late 80s, early 90s, they kind of pushed it on us. It was on all the television stations and even some sitcoms tried to push on it. It just, every time I picked up a newspaper around this time of year, Kwanzaa this, Kwanzaa that, and we're all supposed to be getting into the Kwanzaa thing. And it was a, if you will, made up holiday. Something fake about it. And it was really, to me, it looked like an amalgamation of many different, because they had something 
that looked like a Jewish menorah. In other words, they just sort of took a stew of different holidays and put them all together and invented one. And we were supposed to enjoy celebrating Kwanzaa. And I never really understood what the whole Kwanzaa thing was supposed to be about. I just, I didn't get it like a lot of other people. And so it just sort of faded to the point that I haven't heard it mentioned in a really long time. In fact, I've asked some people of a younger generation, hey, have you heard of Kwanzaa? And the answer I get from them is, no, what's that? They've honestly never heard of it. Okay. I I try to explain to them what it was, and it was a, it, let's say, an experimental holiday that just disappeared at some point. But it seemed to me to be another one. Before we used the term woke, we were using the terminology politically correct. And it seemed to be more of a politically correct thing than anything else. Along the time when political correctness was in vogue, or so they tried to tell us it was in vogue, but it never really was. Just like earlier, the whole fake meat thing that I was telling you about, it appeared and we were all told that this was the trend and we were all going to do this. This was where everybody was going. Put your money into it. And it just sort of disappeared and faded out. All right. This next weather forecast, just like the others past few days, really important, especially for those on the east side of the state. Here's Don Day. Wake up, Wyoming. This weather up Wyoming comes to talk. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Be part of the show at 888-97-WOODS. Six forty-eight is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Off we go to the icebox where Frank Campino is waiting by. Okay, Frank, when you were a kid, were there some favorite Christmas toys out there? Tonka toys. Okay. Baseball gloves. Yeah. Uh, I remember a long time. Lincoln Logs. Lincoln Logs were good. Okay. Uh, you know, um, Legos. Legos. Oh, yeah. And they're still at right. I, oh, I, I, I just Legos went through a Lego thing. store in Chicago. Yeah. Go to Florida. Two floors. Go to Florida and go to Legoland. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Okay. Let me see. Um, Lionel trains. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Model trains were always great stuff. Uh, Play-Doh. Yep, yep. Plato was always, and that's another one that's still to this day is still a thing. I've, I, in our uh, toys, uh, were stuff in the van. They, mm-hmm. You were there yesterday. You saw a uh, f- uh, guy went into the store to buy a bunch of toys for needy kids around the area, and came out with some Plato, which I thought, oh, they're still doing it. In fact, yeah. <laughs> that television show, How It's Made, showed how Plato is made, and it's actually a really simple formula. By the way, if your kid eats it, it's okay. It's made out of food products. I didn't know that. Yeah, so it's okay, and it, it, it'll it last forever. You're good. Your kid's fine. Let's see. We used to get all sorts of toy guns that fire projectiles. We still do, but it's like Nerf. Well, I remember the little cap guns. Yes. Oh, yeah. Pedal planes and pedal cars. Yep. Okay. That was a big thing. Oh, like, and, uh, like big wheels. Big wheel. Oh, rock'em, sock'em robots. Rock'em, sock'em robots when yeah, the guy's okay. head went straight up in the air. Here's another plane. There's, oh, wind-up... Uh, robot toys. Remember the ones and and tanks and other wind-up cars that could ride around? Okay, there's all sorts of different kinds of dolls. kids even play with toys anymore? Oh, no, they do. It's just that they're a lot noisier and require batteries. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. Uh, let's see. There's a Fisher-Price hockey game from way back when. Oh, I had, I had those. Yeah. Oh, you did? Okay. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Let's see. Uh, oh, back then, when you bought your kid a guitar, it was a guitar made out of plastic and stuff, but mm-hmm. it was a guitar. Today, though, it still takes batteries. Oh, okay. And some of them... It's an air guitar kind of thing, yeah. Yeah, well, some of them have, like, buttons on them to play the notes rather than the chords, uh, which I think is seriously cheating. But there's a video game out there, Guitar Hero. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so it, That's actually kind of a cool game. That actually is, yeah. But anyway, you can get your kids toys like that. Most toys, when I go through the toy stores today, not all of them, but most of them, I look at it and I think it's a battery-operated noisemaker. As long as it's not my kid, I'm giving it to fine. Yeah, as long as you don't have to listen to it. High school basketball, the big Flaming Gorge tournament moves along today in Green River and Rock Springs. And yesterday's action for the boys, Natrona beat Lyman 50-25 to and Thunder Basin down Kelly Wall 65-49. In the Greeley, Colorado tournament, Laramie over Palmer Ridge, Colorado 73-57 and Cheyenne Central beat Greeley Central 69-59. Cheyenne East a winner over Glenwood Springs, Colorado in the Windsor tournament 77-46. Today on the boys' side, Kelly Walsh will play Lyman. Star Valley will meet Natrona in the Flaming Gorse Tournament. Central will take on Fort Collins. Laramie meets Greeley West in Greeley. Cheyenne East takes on Campbell County in Windsor. Glen Rock will be at home to meet Thermopolis. On the girls' side, Kelly Walsh and Cheyenne South, 45-42 down in that Flaming Gorse Tournament. That game was an overtime in Greeley. Laramie over Palmer Ridge, 59-47. Uh, Cheyenne Central over Greeley, 60-56. And in Windsor, Cheyenne East beat Glenwood Springs, 60-37. Today, the Flaming Gorse, Kelly Walsh will meet Pinedale. Cheyenne South will take on Rollins. In Greeley, Cheyenne Central meets Northfield, Colorado. Laramie meets North Ridge, Colorado. Cheyenne East will play Campbell County in Windsor. The Glen Rock girls at home at 430 to meet Thermopolis. Men's college basketball. The Wyoming Cowboys will be in Chicago tomorrow for the Legends of uh, Legends of Showcase of Legends basketball tournament. It's a one-day deal versus Dayton and the Pokes are 5-5 five and five overall. Two uh, winners of the last two in a row. Dayton is 6-5 and five on the year. They were ranked in the preseason top 25. That's a 6 p.m. start tomorrow from Chicago. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KCGY and Larry. Wyoming College Cowgirls will be on the road on Sunday at Nebraska. The Cowgirls are 6-3. and three. They've won four in a row, and the Huskers are 8-3. and three. They've won three in a row. High school wrestling travel is going to be tough around the state, but Gillette will host the Pat Weed duels today and tomorrow at the Camplex. The Trotter will be in that deal. Kelly Walsh will be in the Warland Tournament, and the three Cheyenne schools plus Laramie will be in the Greeley Tournament. In boys' high school swimming, Kelly Walsh will host a two-day meet starting this afternoon. Central East Laramie in that event as well, as, as well as, as Natrona, and the high school Nordic Ski Circuit will be in Pinedale today and tomorrow. In baseball, the Casper Horseheads collegiate baseball team is folding. They have played in Lansing Field since 2017, started out in the Expedition League, then moved over to the Independence League. Byron Chuck Heenan, who owned the Horseheads, said in a release that changes to family and health situations, along with the financial burdens encountered from the 2020 shutdown, the decision was made to discontinue. Laramie's Gem City Bison will continue to play in the Independence League. And that's in sports. So, some of the toys that I take a look at today, which, again, are very electronic-based, which is okay because there's a lot of really good engaging stuff in there. But I was at the old governor's mansion, Cheyenne, Wyoming, which they decorate for Christmas yeah. in just an amazing way. And you can see that back in those days, Frank, you got for Christmas a toy. That you play with yes, eight right. hours a day. That's it. And that one toy takes imagination. Yes, it can, it can do it. many, many things. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, in fact, 
You and I probably remember being as kids, we would go outside, didn't have a toy in our hands, so we would pick up a stick. Stick or and a sticks rock. sticks can be a lot of things. Yeah, like yeah. cardboard boxes. Uh, sure, yeah. There's loads of things you can do with a stick. I'm surprised a parent has never just wrapped a stick and put it under a tree and said, <laughs> figure it out. <laughs> Thank you, Frank. Yeah, here's your stick, kid. Go figure it out. Probably the best, most healthiest thing you can do for them. Coming up on some local business news time, weather forecast, Wake Up Wyoming. I'm concerned. Seven oh six of time. It's wake up, Wyoming. It is a Friday. Glad you made it, especially through all the weather that we had. East side of Wyoming, man, you've got a lot of wind today. Chet and Yoder's already told me about it. Yeah, there's uh, heavy stuff out there. And we'll talk about that with Don Day at 745. Vita Vu, John, and Laramie. Oh, I'm reading your note next. You've already made my morning with this one. This is good. Warning. This show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. I was talking last hour about, yeah, the FDA has approved fake chicken, just like the fake beef they approved a while ago. Uh, fake chicken is not really in your stores yet, but they're working on that. And then I asked whatever happened to the fake beef thing, the whole movement, which was supposed to be a big deal, but it sort of faded away. It's still out there, but the companies that started up with the artificial beef did not do well. People didn't really like the whole woke nature of it, didn't like being told, you eat this, you're saving the planet, and you're a good person, that kind of a thing. But also, when you take a look at what goes into fake beef, it's actually healthier for you just to eat beef. Okay, so that was the problem, and that whole beef movement is really struggling. So I don't know what they're going to do with the artificial chicken thing they're trying to push. So here's Vitavu John and Laramie. Glenn, if you want to laugh, go to Burger King. Order the Impossible Whopper, which is meatless meat, by the way. Okay, it's meatless. And then add bacon. <laughs> They won't know what to do. <laughs> I'll have the Impossible Burger with bacon, please. <laughs> I might just have to do that one of these days. Now, I would think that somebody in Wyoming would just start laughing and go with it. But I wonder about if I was in some place like San Francisco. By the way, I have something on San Francisco later this morning. So, as I do a lot of times, we get off on a topic here and I go, wait a minute, I need to look that up. So what I was going to talk about this hour, I'm going to put aside for just a moment. We'll get to it. Last hour, I mentioned whatever happened to Kwanzaa. Now, back in the early 90s, we were offered a new holiday, Kwanzaa. And it was supposed to be a very woke, politically correct kind of a thing. And I haven't heard a lot about it. Well, I just went and looked up. You can still find the Kwanzaa website 
it's up. But the Kwanzaa website looks really old, like it was a website that was put up in the early 90s. Does not have any of the modern trappings of Kwanzaa stuff. Do you hear much? It was something that, for those of us who remember it, was really pushed on us. Like with the whole Impossible Burger fake meat thing and the the electric car thing, stuff like that. They really pushed this on us back then. Whatever happened to it? Well, of all places, I went to the Huffington Post. Yeah, that's about as left-leaning as you can possibly get. So I'm going to read directly from the Huffington Post because their headline, Whatever Happened to Kwanzaa? Story says, whether it's gone because nobody knew how to sell it or because nobody wanted to buy it, Kwanzaa is now nowhere to be found. Long before the giant mall usurped the American urban landscape, Hallmark was cheapening our age-old religious traditions and turning nuanced theology and messages into, well, feel-goodisms to be bought and sold in the marketplace. In other words, that's a fancy way, a lot of wordy way of saying the commercialization of Christmas. Out of a singular sinister force, Hallmark conspired to transform a jolly present giver. Well, they go on to talk about the Hallmark Channel and so on. Okay. And Hallmark was late. They now diss capitalism because, again, I'm reading from the Huffington Post here. And then they talk about uh, Starbucks and Disney and so on. Perhaps then it's a good thing that Kwanzaa was all has all but vanished from the local greeting card store. That well, that's another thing I hadn't thought about that. For those who remember the push of Kwanzaa, go to a greeting card store, or I should put it another way: there's not many. There are some greeting card stores out there, but that's really not that much of a thing anymore. There was a time you would find greeting card stores all over the place, just like bookstores were all over the place. But these days, a lot of people get their Christmas cards online. Yeah, it's not to say you don't get a Christmas card in the mail or you show up at work and you find a Christmas card or a birthday card on your desk. But many people just wish holidays and birthdays and so on by sending a message online. I remember when that was a unique thing. Now it's kind of common. But if you do go to a greeting card section... And there's still a lot of people who like to do that because it's something physical to hold on to, right? And greeting cards can be a lot of fun. Find a a Kwanzaa card. Where is it? What, the story says, but what led to its disappearance? Where did it go? As recent as 1993, Kwanzaa was America's fastest growing holiday. See, I don't think it ever was. That's why I have to disagree with the Huffington Post on this. I don't think it was ever a fast-growing holiday. We were told it was. It was portrayed on sitcoms. Hollywood pushed it. The news media pushed it. But I don't think the public ever picked it up. The writer says, I recall a chilly December evening that year when on the campus of Brown University, my girlfriend took me to a study break, paid a visit to the campus, Third World Center. We used to go there a lot. Okay, fine. Uh, Waited through the students. We knew that Kwanzaa. Okay, and and they had a Kwanzaa celebration going on. Okay. But that was on a university campus. What about the rest of the American public? All right. Story says 15 years later, 
I published an irrelevant, uh, published in an irrelevant Jews culture magazine. Uh, they had an antidote about Kwanzaa and its observance and noticed that it was nowhere to be found. Multiculturalism was supposed to be highlighted in Kwanzaa in all sorts of different ways. But again, Americans just never picked it up. And that's about where the article ends right there. So it was pushed on you. Kwanzaa was pushed on you back in the early 90s. And you were told that it was a fast-growing religion and Americans were embracing it. Again, news stories about it. It was on your sitcoms when you turned on TV. America's embracing Kwanzaa. And then years later, one day, I just kind of wondered. It was around this time of year, and I started wondering. haven't heard anything about Kwanzaa in a long time because it never really took hold. You were told it was a, 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 a fantastic thing that Americans were embracing, and you were told a lie. Americans never did embrace it. Hollywood wanted you to. The news media wanted you to. Same thing with, again, electric vehicles, fake beef, stuff like that. They put it out there, and people go and check it out because they're curious. And then they go, eh, and they go back to the way they were doing it before. Oftentimes, think this is a lot like when I – if I ever turn on a television, which is rare for me, and I see an ad for a television program – America's fastest-growing television program, which means it has no ratings. It's at the bottom of the barrel. I've heard that on talk radio, too. Imagine America's fastest-growing talk show, which means it's at the bottom of the ratings barrel, and there's nowhere but up to go. They're trying to convince you. Everybody, you've heard this one before. Everybody's talking about, which means nobody's talking about it, but they're trying to convince you that everybody's talking about it. So, yeah, Kwanzaa has just... Disappeared. Oh, DJ and Gillette. The post office does sell Kwanzaa stamps, though. Really? Okay, show of hands out there. Has anyone ever received a letter, which is rare these days? I mean, it, I know you get mail, but not a lot, with a Kwanzaa stamp. Anybody? Show of hands. Yeah, didn't think so. 716 is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. On the air. Sorry, but we had a budget. Join the conversation. 888-97-WOODS. This is K2 Radio. Okay, Red, that's a really unique way of saying it. Red is in Casper. (laughs) See, DJ in Gillette, Wyoming, the post office does sell Kwanzaa stamps, though. Okay, how many people buy Kwanzaa stamps? Yeah, I don't know of anyone who does. Have you ever received mail with a Kwanzaa stamp on it? Anybody out there? I don't know of anyone who ever has. I might be wrong, but I've never seen it. Red in Casper says, I think I pay about as much attention to what stamps are on my mail as I do to the shape of my bowel movements. Okay. But you know what? Doctor would tell you, Red, that you probably should be paying attention to that. I'm sorry, were you folks eating breakfast? I'll stop. Serious news topic, then we'll get back to the nonsense. Well, it's Friday, so you know. Governor Gordon proposed tax relief to seniors and people with fixed incomes. Okay, let's see what happens this legislative session. So Governor Gordon recently shared his budget proposal with the Legislature's Joint Appropriation Committee. 
According to a press release from the governor's office, which wrote the budget proposal would emphasize addressing inflationary pressures facing the people of Wyoming, saving money for future generations, etc., etc. The release noted Gordon's administration added more details to the budget proposal this week, which were presented at the supplemental budget meeting that they're having. One proposal of note governor made was to offer property tax relief, yes, property tax relief, for Wyoming residents who he believes were most impacted by inflation, seniors and those living in fixed incomes. Quote, many Wyoming low to moderate income households struggle to meet the increase burden of rising property taxes from the governor's press release, especially those on fixed income. An establishment by the legislator Wyoming property tax refund program is designed to help provide relief to citizens most impacted by a regressive income tax and inflation. So the property tax relief program offers a hand up to seniors and people of low income. The release noticed that the Department of Revenue saw a record number in 2021 property tax refund applications. I remember you and I were talking about that when we got into 21 tax filing time. And there were a lot of problems out there because of a bad economy. We talked about that. And the governor was pushing that idea at the time, too. Use that tax relief program. Because of this, Governor Gordon's proposal, the story says his budget request an additional $1 million to continue assisting qualified Wyoming households throughout the next year. Additionally, Governor Gordon addressed Wyoming's energy industries with the release going so far as to calling it a linchpin of the governor's budget proposal. Quote, Wyoming has long recognized, been recognized as an energy leader, and we have an opportunity to be an advanced energy fountainhead through the 21st century. Okay. My goal is to leverage those funds to create the extent possible to benefit the Wyoming industry. Okay, this is um, – oh, and then he gets into carbon capture and reduction. And that's where I look at it and go, uh, Mr. Gordon, please stop that. Get us out of the whole carbon capture thing. Just stop. And it's just something that raises price. You want to talk about inflation. Carbon capture raises the price of energy, which raises the price of everything. And for no benefit whatsoever, you're not, you're not saving the planet by doing this. You're not. Now, for those who have argued with me, and some people have, even those people in the state legislators have argued with me, hey, but if we're going to sell our energy, if we're going to keep coal and natural gas viable, we have to do something to appease the, well, basically, my words, the cult of climate change. And my answer to them is, how is that appeasement working for you? How is that working out as they try to shut down our businesses? They don't care if we capture carbon or not and keep it in the ground. They don't care. They have no care whatsoever. They want us to stop using this stuff altogether. So just stop with the carbon capture thing. Forget it. It's a waste of time. Instead... Push the idea of, yes, we do produce clean energy in Wyoming. We do. And show how. And also show the benefits of reliable energy. Because as we've gone through this, the weather that we had this past week, oh, wow, this has been some weather this week. And some parts of Wyoming, the east side of Wyoming, still going through it. And next week, according to Don Day's forecast, he actually uses the word miserable in his forecast when it comes to cold weather next week. 
What's keeping you warm? Reliable energy. Yeah, that's what's actually keeping us warm. Not the wind or the solar. It's dark out. It's not, the sun's just starting to come up. But a lot of the solar panels out there are still covered with ice and snow. And they certainly were during the height of that storm that we had. And the vast majority of wind turbines were not turning at all. So we need to sell the idea of reliable energy, not nonsense like carbon sequestration. DJ and Gillette, instead of lowering taxes, Gordon wants to redistribute the money. Sounds a bit socialist to me. Hmm. Yeah, well, um, I'm okay with tax relief. What about just, and we've talked about this before, there's a lot of ways to discuss this. What about just a different way of doing property taxes in general? Now remember, Wyoming, you're very fortunate to live in the state that does not have a state income tax. We've been relying and living off of the energy industries, and we can still continue to do that and keep our taxes as citizens really low. We can do that as the state of Wyoming. But we need to keep our energy industries viable, which means working less with the federal government, working more on our own land and making more of the federal land our own land, doing it ourselves, get out of the whole cult of climate change thing, that means carbon sequestration, get out of that and actually push clean, CO2 is not a pollutant, clean, reliable energy to the nation. And then we do have something to sell. I mean, California, when their wind and solar is not providing and they're telling people, please don't charge your electric vehicles, we don't have the energy to do it, they have to turn somewhere for that reliable energy, right? All right. They're going to turn to states like us. If you really want to strategically place Wyoming in our future to make sure that we have a viable future, well, then you make sure that we in Wyoming are doing the opposite of what some other states around the country are doing. They're going to need help at some point because of their mistakes. And we're going to have the answer. Coming up on 730, local news coming your way. Right after local news, update on your weather forecast. Then you and I get back into it again. Oh, 745, Don Day wants to talk to you about the coming cold snap and the wind on the east side of Wyoming. Chet and Yoder has got it brutal right now. DJ, how's the wind up where you are? Aaron Gillette, 730, Wake Up Wyoming. This is Wake Up Wyoming on K2 Radio. 7.36 the time, Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Okay, DJ, I get it. <laughs> um, I wouldn't mind actually hearing from some people on the east side of the state who are involved in heavy winds and people over there in South Dakota and Nebraska, too. There's a app and also a website that I use called Windy. Windy provides weather in all sorts of different ways, but it helps you to visualize it. So if you want to see what the winds are doing, look at the map and you can see what the winds are doing across your area. And the east side of the state's really getting it bad. Now, DJ is way up north there in Gillette. 
And I asked DJ, how's the wind up there? And she answers, wind? You want to talk about the wind? It's so bad it takes three tries to open a car door and snow drifts over your head. And actually, Gillette, I talked about this yesterday. Uh, Gillette was pretty much shut down. They, the city of Gillette, put out a note yesterday online. Hey, unless you really have an emergency, just stay home. I had someone stay with me. She's from Buffalo, Wyoming. She's a BLM ranger. She went on vacation. She flew out of Gillette. She was not able to fly back in. Now, it's a big deal to close down an airport. They keep airports open. They just couldn't do it. Too much wind, too much blowing snow out there. They couldn't do it. So they just closed down the Gillette Airport. So she left yesterday, but she stayed in my spare bedroom for a couple of nights because her car is in Gillette at the airport. She had to get a friend of hers from Buffalo to drive down and pick her up and bring her back to Buffalo. At some point, she'll get to Gillette and, and dig out her car at the airport and bring it home. Chet is in Yoder, which is southern Wyoming, southeast Wyoming. He sent me a note earlier this morning that he's dealing with some heavy winds, too. So I got Don Day coming up in just a couple of minutes. We'll talk about all of that because as the storm moves out of the area, yeah, it's yeah, and you guys are going to have that wind for the rest of the day. I'm sorry about that, but also folks in South Dakota, and Nebraska, yeah. So let me know. You can either you can hit chat on the app and send me a note, or triple eight ninety seven Woods to get on the air with me. Okay, Christmas time. Let's go listen to the buzzkills. I got the the woke names for the new toys. How about this? Tickle me Elmo is now inappropriate. Touch me Elmo. <laughs> G.I. Joe is G.N. Joe, gender-neutral Joe. <laughs> Care bears are now taxpayer-assisted living bears. <laughs> strawberry shortcake is strawberry sugar-free, gluten-free, hormone-free shortcake. <laughs> Teletubbies are Teleplus tubbies or widescreens. Transformers are still transformers. <laughs> <laughs> Malibu Barbie is white privilege Barbie. <laughs> Mr. Potato Head is now Mr. Potato harvested by exploited, undocumented workers' head. <laughs> and I got one more for the environmentalist. Yes. Thomas, the coal-burning, global warming contributing train. <laughs> This is the time of year when you send your family and friends things that you're supposed to make at home. You know, those old family recipes. Okay, what's first? It says to start with a helping of flour, a handful of eggs, and a dash of salt. How much is a helping? Uh, it says here that it's more than a hunk of, but less than a whole mess of. So, maybe this one? Is there anything that has actual measurements? Yeah, it says you need eight cups of lard and four sticks of butter. We gotta go back to the store. When do we add this? Uh, it says apply bourbon as needed. To what? To chef. Oh. Uh. Okay, now we have the sugar, right? Um, we're gonna need the other bag too. What? There's no way that's right. I know, I know, Kevin. There's no way that any of this is right. Is it done yet? I can't tell. Well, it says not to leave it in there too long. I know. Well, I don't wanna burn it. Nobody wants to burn it, Kevin. Well, how long does it say to leave it in there? It says bake in hot oven until done. Well, there it is. Grand Grand's famous sweet butter cake. I mean, I used to eat the 
this all the time. How am I still alive? It's basically poison. I'll wrap it up for the party. You want to serve this to people? We got to bring something. Well, I guess you got to bring something. And uh, there's a couple of articles I've come across. Every year, there's articles about fruitcake. There was one article that popped up on our own Wake Up Wyoming site. For the love of God, quit making fruitcake. Do people actually make fruitcake anymore? I guess some people do actually go in there and make fruitcake. Most of it's store-bought. But, yeah, that's one of those things. You try a bite or two, and you wondered why you bought it last year and bought it again this year. 742. I'm going to get Don Day on the line. We'll talk about that wind and other forecasts. Wake up, Wyoming. Stop the van. Twilighted, but never boring. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the show at 888-97-WOODS. 745. It's time to wake up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Off we go to talk to Don Day. Day weather. Okay, Don. So... Up in Gillette is DJ, who said it took her three times to open her car door. Chet in Yoder doesn't even want to go outside right now. The east side of Wyoming and into South Dakota and Nebraska, and I feel sorry for the people of North Dakota last night. That's a lot of wind. A lot of wind and a lot of snow. Yeah. Those areas that you mentioned off into northeastern Wyoming. Now, the thing with this storm is, boy, the snowfall amounts varied widely we had some areas that just got an inch or two and then we if you go up into the black hills you know, reports trickling in yesterday you know around the Belfouche spearfish area over up to deadwood you know there were areas that got between 30 and 48 inches of snow wow. um very heavy snow long sections of i-90 as well and so the, that wind that we've been experiencing and elsewhere has been up there and even worse uh there's some amazing pictures of snow drifts coming up out of Northwest Nebraska, Western South Dakota, Northeastern Wyoming. Those folks just took it on the chin with this one. Okay. Now, I always ask what the exit strategy is, and it sounds to me like you're saying, okay, wind blows off to the east, but now we just have to de- – you used the word miserable this morning in your forecast. Yeah, it's, there's a 100% chance of misery. Okay. <laughs> now, how? let's define how – are we talking just single digits, negative? What are we doing? Well, you know, first of all, the wind is just going to continue to blow today. And it's, and even though the wind this weekend will ease a little, it's still going to be persistent and it's going to be really cold. I mean, we have a pipeline from Western Canada that just continues to funnel in very, very cold air. Uh, now we, we'll see some flurries in the high country, but for the most part, it's a dry forecast, but we have two Arctic surges next week, one coming in into central northern Wyoming Sunday night, Monday. That's going to make Monday and Tuesday very cold, especially along and east of the divide. Then the second more impressive Arctic push is going to be coming in as we get into probably the Wednesday, Thursday time frame. That will drop temperatures even more. I see temperatures going far below zero in the central, the north, and the east mid to late next week with some snow. A forecasted wind chills across parts of Wyoming Montana and the Western Dakotas mid to late next week are 40 to 50 below. Oh, wow. Yeah. So this is, this is some serious stuff. And then, you know, the, we talked yesterday that this Arctic air was going to come down the East slopes of the Rockies, then head into the midsection of the U S affecting the rest of the country through the week preceding Christmas. And that that's still on schedule. There's, okay. there's a lot of misery to be spread 
all across the lower 48 well, states, it's, only the West Coast. At least it's being spread equally. Real quick here, though. Now, you always talk about with blowing snow, stuff like that, but also with the cold. I'm not just thinking about people that I worry about, but also there's a lot of livestock outside. Yeah, for livestock and for, for wildlife, I mean, this is extremely tough. And, and it's, you know, the prolonged cold, uh, livestock are tough around here. Yeah. But you put together seven, ten days of this wind and this severe cold with all mm-hmm. this drifted snow. It's it's very difficult, and it's not going to get any easier anytime soon. We I do see by Christmas weekend some moderation in our in our weather. But but until then, it's going to be right, tough. Yeah. So if you see a mountain lion out in your backyard and he looks just miserable, bring him inside. He's cold out there. He just, yeah, he put, was, put out a bowl, you know, heated bowl. Of water, heated bowl not- of milk. He'll <laughs> surely appreciate it. Thank you, Don. Appreciate it. All right. I played that because, well, look, uh, it's all Canada's fault this is happening anyway, right? So No, it's not. No, it's not. You know what? It's all from the Soviet Union. Oh, it is? And the Soviet Union over to Canada. Okay. Canada's just a middleman. Uh, so, okay. So you still want to blame, even though the Soviet Union died decades ago. <laughs> well, they, they, they don't think they're dead. <laughs> you, well, that's true. Yeah, we still got Putin in there. Yeah. So you're still blaming them. All right. Now I can go with that, especially... The whole Ukraine situation. I'll see if I can find it's a blame. The Soviet Putin Union's song. fault that we're below zero. Yeah. All right. Siberia. They bring that stuff that. in there, and they they, they throw yeah. those big fans on there. That's how they get at. Yeah. yeah. Well, some of those us. big fans are building in this state too. Just so you know, that oh, really gets. Before nasty. we get started, okay. yes. You know, I, I I ran into you yesterday at the um, at Walmart for yeah. the toy thing. Yeah. Please explain to me this heating fan. Oh, okay. Right. I'm going to actually put the story aside that I had for Frank and go with this. So, yeah, yeah I need to, here I, we are. Uh, if you go to the, for those people in Casper, Wyoming, Walmart, Eastside, Second Street, we're stuffing the van for needy families, not just with toys, but people are donating money to make sure Wyoming Food for Thought is going to get people food throughout the entire season. So, how do we do this when the weather's that nasty? How do we stand outside like that? Well, there's a company in Casper that has these big fans. They're called Hotsey. Hotsey? Hotsey. Okay, so picture a big fan. Now put a metal cover on it with holes. Okay. At the base of that is kerosene, a big you know container of kerosene. So, okay, the kerosene is pumped up, ignited, and inside the fan blades are spinning, burning kerosene. That blows on us. Did you tell me it got so hot you had to turn it off? It actually got so hot. It was so about hot. 15 degrees yes, outside. Yes, it actually got so hot we had to turn it off for a while. So, yeah, call Hotsey. They'll explain. It's Hotsey. great. <laughs> All right. High school basketball, the big Flaming Gorge tournament moves along today in Green River and Rock Springs. And yesterday's action for the boys, Natrona beat Lyman 50-25. to Thunder Basin down Kelly Wall 65-49. In the Greeley, Colorado tournament, Laramie over Palmer Ridge, Colorado 73-57. And Cheyenne Central beat Greeley Central 69-59. Cheyenne East over Glenwood Springs, Colorado in the Windsor tournament 77-46. Today on the boys' side, Kelly Wall will play Lyman and Star Valley meets Natrona the 
Flaming Gorge. Central meets Fort Collins, and Laramie will meet Greeley West in Greeley, while Cheyenne East takes on Campbell County and Windsor. Glen Rock at home to meet Thermopolis tonight. On the girls' side, Kelly Walsh nips Cheyenne South 45-42 in overtime down to the Flaming Gorge, and Greeley Laramie over Palmer Ridge 59-47. Central over Greeley Central 60-56, and in Windsor, Cheyenne East beat Glenwood Springs 60-37. Today at the Flaming Gorge, Kelly Walsh will beat Pinedale. Cheyenne South will meet Rollins and Greeley. Cheyenne Central will meet Northfield, Colorado. Laramie will meet Northridge, Colorado. Cheyenne East will play Campbell County and Windsor. And the Glenrock girls at home tonight to meet Thermopolis. In men's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowboys will be in Chicago tomorrow for a one-game deal in, a, in the showcase tournament. They'll take on Dayton. The Pokes are 5-5 five and five overall, winners of two in a row. Dayton is 6-5 and five on the year, ranked in the preseason top 25. So that'll be a 6 p.m. start tomorrow from Chicago. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KCGY and Laramie. Wyoming Cowgirls will be on the road on Sunday at Nebraska. The Cowgirls are 6-3 and three overall and have won four in a row. The Huskers are 8-3 and three and they've won three in a row. High school wrestling travel will be tough around the state, but Gillette will host the Pat Weed duels today and tomorrow at the Camplex. The Trona will be in that deal. Kelly Walsh will be in the Warland tournament and the three Cheyenne schools and Laramie will be in the Greeley tournament. In boys high school swimming, Kelly Walsh will host a two-day meet starting later on this afternoon featuring KWNC, the, th- the, two, the, uh, the Cheyenne East, Cheyenne Central, and Laramie. The high school Nordic Ski Circuit will be in Pinedale. In baseball, the Casper Horseheads collegiate baseball team is folding. They have played at Lansing Field since 2017 and started out in the Expedition League and then moved over to the Independence League. Myra and Chuck Heenan, who own the horse set, said in a release that changes to family and health situations along with the financial burdens encountered from the 2020 shutdown, the decision was made to discontinue. Laramie's uh, Gem City Bison will continue to play in the Independence League. I just got a note from Dave in Torrington. Good morning. I was driving to work the wind this morning. He's getting about 10 miles per gallon. Oh, <laughs> oh, I'm thinking, though, I asked him the question, you think when you're heading home, if you just turn the vehicle off and put it in neutral. Just, just, just coast. Coast on home. Save yourself the fuel. Thank you for oh, coming boy. up on some... Well, I'm sorry you guys have to put up with that today. It's going to last all day. And again, South Dakota, Nebraska, too. That wind's just going to be brutal all day. And there's that drift and snow for you. We'll keep you up to date. Coming up on some local business, we have to take care of news time, top of the hour, national local update on the weather forecast. Wake up, Wyoming. I'm concerned. Six the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. It is a Friday. Glad you made it. Hold the phone calls. Got some guests this hour. Some interesting ones, too. And, and one that's sort of kind of iffy. Oh, well, by the way, here he is. Hi, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Shumway is with Wyoming's AARP. We've gotten into the Christmas season. And uh, you know, nine days left to go shopping, Sam? Yeah. That's it? Know, well, yeah. here's some good news. Here's yeah. some good news, Glenn. Yeah. If you haven't got all your Christmas shopping done, you can go get yourself a Trump uh, trading card. Yeah. <laughs> See, no, <laughs> bucks, $99. Yes. You get a digital card and... All of your loved ones will be thrilled. God, yeah. Well, you'll have fewer loved ones when you send those out. <laughs> so, okay. Let's... No, but it is it is that time of year. Uh, yeah. People are doing their, their shopping, and, and when that happens, 
uh, scammers come out in droves because exactly. this is an opportunity for them to take advantage of folks. Okay, so let's talk about because those are always the buzzkills out there. And there are many different kinds of scammers, but some people like to shop online, so we have to deal with those scammers first, right? And then there are, besides, I don't want to get too far ahead here, let's do the online ones first and then talk about sure. some of the other deals. Sure. Uh, you know, I'm going to give you, so we did a survey to kind of see, look around the corner, see what are the latest different scams that are coming up around the holidays. And, um, yeah, online scams were definitely there. But one, one that we're seeing a lot of is a shipment, uh, shipping scam. And this isn't like the porch pirates where they go steal packages off your porch. This is a little bit different. And the way that it works is, um, you know, you order a bunch of stuff from Amazon or Walmart or wherever during the holiday season at any time you're going to have you know, six to 10 to whatever packages in transit. What they do is they send you a text message that says, there's an issue with your shipment. Click on this link so that you can, we can verify your information. You click on the link on your phone. It takes you to a fake, and I'm emphasizing fake website that looks exactly like the Amazon login or the Walmart login or the UPS login or whatever. Um, and you enter your, your username and password. They then have that. And then they get you, and then they say, we just need to verify your credit card information. You enter your credit card information, and then they have that, and then you're, you're, you're done. You, they, yeah. They've got all that information. This one's really, really common. We're seeing a lot. Um, yeah. So th- the way to avoid that is if you get a text message like that, mm-hmm. don't click on it first. Go to you know the retailer, whether it's Amazon or Walmart or whoever it is. Sign in. See if there's any issues with any of your packages or any of your shipments. And, um, and yeah. Don't, just don't click right. on it. It is best, I find, for you to instigate anything. So, for instance, a sale. Don't talk to solicitors. You go decide what you want and start talking to them. Because if somebody's knocking on your door or texting you on the phone or popping something up online, that's somebody else who you don't know who they are. So that, you always be is- the one to, be, to start the conversation. You have a better chance of not being scammed. Unsolicited anything, and here's the thing. You know, I'm the guy that comes and tells you all this gloomy news about getting scammed and getting your money taken on Christmas. Um, But just just a few things to be careful will help keep you safe. Uh, Another one that we're saying, and this one's kind of online, and I actually did this. I bought a dog last year, a puppy, and and, um, I don't want to get into it, but it costs a lot of money, and and I'm still traumatized about it. But people, these, these puppy scams, People are shopping for puppies because they want to get their kids a puppy. Um, you'll see on Facebook Marketplace or somewhere like that. Then, then it'll be, you know, what's normally like a $3,000 dog. They're selling for $1,000. You're like, well, that's a great deal. They have this beautiful picture of this beautiful little puppy. And um, they just want a $500 deposit so that they can hold it for you. Sure, you yeah. send them the $500 and it's gone. The, the best way to avoid that, number one, is to shop locally. Number two is if there's a picture... You can do a photo search sure. online. You can, like, right-click on that picture and search. And if that picture shows up in, like, 50 other mm-hmm. places online, you know it's a scam. Number three, don't just communicate with these folks over email. Say, let's get on the phone. Let's talk about this. And so yeah. those those puppy scams are really, really prevalent around yeah. Christmas time. Well, this is a great way to segue into you always hear this time of year shop local got news for you if you're going to try to buy something online and have it shipped either to your town or some other town you've you've pretty much run out of time 
So just stay away from that. But when you walk into a store, especially a local store, there's the item you want. There's the salesperson or the manager. You can talk to them. It's physical in front of you. And again, the odds of being scammed in that way, greatly reduced. Right. Good advice. Yeah. Just not always, local. not always possible, but good advice. Yeah. Yeah, Let me talk you, about yeah. one more Glenn, sure. real quick. Can I? Yeah, go ahead. This one's a little bit of a variation. Again, I'm trying to tell you about different and new ones because we've talked about scams and frauds before, but we talk about gift cards a lot. Scammers yeah. will try to get you to send them gift cards. Yeah. This one's different. What they do is they'll go in, you know, you're in Target or somewhere and you want to buy a gift card, a Visa prepaid gift card for a family member or something or a, or a Red Lobster card or whatever it is. These scammers will go in and they'll scan all of the numbers on these gift cards. So they'll go in and just do a, and they have, you know, scanners that do it. When you buy that gift card um, and send it to your family member, as soon as they activate it, these scammers, and this is, this is a, more of a high-tech scam, they have the ability to immediately pull all of the funds off of that gift card. Wow. And then you're giving a gift card to somebody with no, no money on it, which is kind of embarrassing. Yes. And, and um, you know, not fun. But, uh, and again, the way that you can avoid that is something you were talk- we were talking about before. Uh, either buy it directly to re- re- the retailer yeah. uh, rather than off the rack. At the at the uh, at Target or whatever, um, and and uh, the other thing is check uh, as you activate it. Just um, when 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 you buy it at the if you're going to buy it at, at Target, have them double check and make sure that uh, that there's money on that. Here's the thing: when we did that survey, Glenn, yeah. one in four people, twenty five percent of people said that they had gotten a gift card without any money on it. Okay. That's kind of crazy. Uh-huh. Now. I got one for you that has nothing to do with shopping. I'm just going to save you a lot of work. Something I figured out a long time ago, okay? A lot of people mm-hmm. think this is wrong, but Sam, this works. I not only had tried to send out birthday, anniversary, other holidays, Christmas cards to people I know, and I sucked at it. I really did. And then I had to home care of my dad for about six years. And so yeah. now my mom was no longer around, and I had no idea in their book of friends and family who was alive or dead, you know? So, I mean, what am I sending out a holiday card to people who no longer, an anniversary card to a widower? That's horrible, uh-huh. right? So what I did was I got a big stack of cards that when you open it up, it said, thinking of you on the special day, signed my name to all of them and included a letter in every one of them. And I sent it to everybody that said, quote, I suck, I'm a horrible person, I'm a loser, I admit <laughs> it. This is your card for holidays, birthdays, whatever. Keep it in a drawer near your fireplace mantle. When the event comes up, or if you just need some love from me, put it on your mantle. When it's over, put it back in the drawer. There. That's your card. I'm done. Now, I'm out, Sam. I am out. You know what? Yeah. You are a genius. I'm a genius. I found a loophole here. Now, some there are a few people who thought that that was horrible, but there were some people who thought it was hysterical, and they still oh, yeah. use it decades later. There, Sam. Yeah, you it. do that, and it. you saved yourself a lot of work, a lot of headache, and a lot of money in greeting cards. You know what? Yeah. Um, I'm going to do it. I'm going to run it by my wife. I'm going to do it. <laughs> I bet she rejects it. We Christmas cards every year. <laughs> hey, next Sam. year, it's going to say, we stuck. Yeah. Just keep this one and pull it out next there you year. Go. It up with it's all your good. Cards. Yeah. All right, Sam. Have a great Christmas. Hey, thanks, Glenn. Good talking. Right. Let's wake up, Wyoming. 8-15. The Wyoming Travel Network. Wake Up Wyoming goes anywhere you do with the Wake Up Wyoming app. Free download for Apple and Android. This is K2 Radio.
Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. All right, so yesterday, Frank and I were talking about this. I want to kind of set this up a little bit before I bring Frank and our guest on. So I want you to imagine NASCAR racing, but everybody loves to watch NASCAR racing for the wrecks. Well, what if you could just get rid of all of those, you know, pesky turns and everything and just get right to the point, the wrecks? You would call that demolition derby. Okay, so you go to a hockey match. Well, you want to see the fights, of course. So what if you could just get rid of the pesky, you know, hockey game and just get those guys out there and get right to the fight? So, Chris, that's what you do, right? That's what I do. I call the uh, the games. I, I, guys, I'm having a bad reception, I think, for this, uh, but I'm going to try to do the best I can to make okay. up what you're saying. Uh, it, it is hockey uh, with without the hockey. It's the best, probably the best. The most exciting part of the game is the fights itself. Um, but, yeah, absolutely. I've been the color analyst. I got a call from Charlie Nama, who is the founder of it, uh, about a year ago. And I wasn't doing any stuff with my Philadelphia Flyers anymore. And I said, sure, I got an opportunity to get broadcasting again. And um, what the, we've done the first two ice wars. And uh, I'll be honest with you, I, I don't, from a guy who's watched uh, – you know, MMA, boxing, been a fan of those sports. Uh, I'll be honest with you, I've, I've never quite seen anything like this uh, via combat sports before. From okay. the action, uh, the demolition involved, it's just, it was just, it was absolutely epic. And what's great about it, our fighters love doing it, and they love taking part in it. Frank Gambino is our sports guy here in Wyoming. Frank, he's calling this combat. It, it is. I mean, Chris, have you ever, I'm sure you've been on YouTube to watch hockey fights. It's a blast, isn't it? It is. I mean, and, and, and you know, I haven't played in the NHL for for twelve years. I've you know, I've had <laughs> I've had a couple here and there. I, that was not my forte, but uh, you can't play in a league that long uh, in, 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 in that era and, and get away uh, with unscathed from that. But it is a combat sport, and, and I and I think guys, when you know, having talked to the players, you know, the first time I went out, I mean, listen, I've been around, <clears throat> I've been around guys my my entire life. I had roommates that were you know professional NHL fighters. I mean, some of the best I've ever seen in my life. Um, a lot of our fighters are guys that just didn't have the hockey skill to necessarily get to the top. But a lot of our Western Canadians, uh, a lot of guys that come from the Prairie provinces or even the Eastern province part, parts of Ontario, I mean, they grew up in a culture of fighting. There is a whole demographic behind it. Uh, it's not for everybody, and I tell people that all the time. You know, some people like um, to watch water sports. Other people like to watch combat sports. I happen to like both, but I do understand that there's some people that may not uh, take a liking, uh, you know, to this variant of combat sports. To me, it's the most electric and, and exciting form of combat sport I've seen because the rounds are so short. They're one-minute rounds. There's three one-minute rounds that the players, uh, the, 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 the combatants involved, have nowhere to go but north towards each other. And that's the that's the part of the hockey fight where, you know, a guy will fight till he just can't fight anymore. You know, MMA is an amazing sport to watch, but, you know, you get, you, there's a lot of setup involved through a five-minute round. And I think that's one thing that, that is taken out of our game uh, is the fact that it is fast, it's ferocious, and there's no stop in the action at all. You know, this Ice Wars will come to the Cheyenne Ice and Event Center on Saturday, March the 4th. Now, uh, normally in, in hockey fights, I mean, when one guy gets the advantage, it, it kind of stops. But this, you know, uh, there, there's actually going to be judges if there's no KO or TKO in this deal? That is absolutely correct. Yeah, we have our... Uh, our judges, a lot of them are former guys that had played. Uh, they have an understanding, clearly, of the fights. But, yeah, there's very, very, uh, I would say, you know, last time looking at them, there was probably, 
I would say half, maybe half knockouts and, and just off the top of my head and, and half decisions. Um, but some of them, you know, I mean, we've really, really taken an interest in, in making sure that these that, that the action is nonstop. Um, there are decisions. The judges are, you know, we've had former NHLers come in. Dan Kordick, who played with me in Philadelphia, lives in Edmonton. We had the last one. He came out. John Morasti. I mean, there's guys that have been in over five, 600, you know, professional fights in their hockey career, which is an absolute insane amount of fighting. But uh, they, they love it, and they love judging, and, uh, and and they're very much part of the spectacle as well. Are players allowed to pull the jerseys over re- the, the, the opponent's head? So here's the problem with that. You can. I mean, that's been the old adage. You used to see that more in the 70s and 80s where a guy would try to get it, and the guy would be wrapped, his arms would be wrapped up in the jersey. It, it, there was no tie-downs last time, as a matter of fact, on the jerseys. I mean, some guys asked for it. Uh, the tie-downs around the back prevent that from the jersey getting lifted over the head. We want this to be fair in every facet. This is not, we're not bare-knuckling. Uh, we have uh, four-ounce MMA gloves. Uh, the chin straps, the leather chin straps, are going to be uh, uh, a really important new factor. We don't want them coming off. Some of them came off too quick with the snaps on them last time. Uh, and we've worked hard, and a lot of the players have as well, to make sure that they don't come off. But helmet's a mandatory thing. Uh, the four-ounce gloves. And the other thing that's a little bit different that sometimes you see in the NHL, but it's very much a respect factor, uh, is the fact that guys will not hit somebody else on the ice when they're or when they're down on the ground? You are not allowed to punch. You're separated at that point until the player gets back up again. How many bouts do you uh, expect on a card uh, in Cheyenne and, and moving forward? So yeah, great question, and and that's probably one for our partner AJ Galante. He does a lot of the creative content, and I'm with him on that. It's a matter of getting whether we run another tournament. Uh, we've had our heavyweight champ tournament, which a guy's got to fight three times, much like the beginning of MMA when it came out. We did our middleweight uh, one in Ice Wars 2. I think last time we had about 14 fights, 12 to 14 fights. Uh, it'll, it will not be less than 10, and it could be as high as 18. That would be my guess, guys, just coming out of it. And I know next week we have a creative content uh, a meeting to kind of get start getting things spearheaded. We're really, really excited about going to Cheyenne. That's one thing that certainly, uh, you know, not a lot of people have been there. I know about Cheyenne, Wyoming, uh, what a great small town it is. But I know our guys and, and, and our company's really, really excited uh, to get on, you know, again, stay on the ground floor uh, in our first American venture, American city venture. And we're really, really pumped about that. I, I, can you imagine a situation where you have local guys coming in and fighting? Yeah, we're not. You know what? If, if you so, uh, it's a matter. It, it, it's been so grassroots, guys, in, in a lot of ways that we've had people, you know, text myself or AJ Galante and say, "Hey, uh, I'm a fighter. I have a cousin who's a fighter. He's done this. He's had 200 fights and he loves it." And we've had guys just send a resume in and we've picked up three or four of them for the last one. So if there's a local flavor to Wyoming and there's guys that can stand in there uh, on skates and they want to get in there and duke it up, yes. We are taking applications, and I can safely say we will gladly continue to do so. Give, give, give us some advice if you're on skates and fighting. What do you What do you need to know, especially on skates? Yeah, so if you're on skates, one of the biggest things is balance. That's one of the most unusual parts about a hockey fight is, you know, guys talk all the time. It's one thing about punching. It's another thing to be able to get your skates dug into the ice, have those guys really battle, and then maintain your balance all while trying to land a punch and dodge one at the same time. A lot of our fighters, a lot of unorthodox part of it, you'll see boxers uh, and even MMA guys where, you know, the punches get thrown, but very rarely, and this is what separates, the, I think, our sport, a combat sport from the others, you will sometimes have two guys that will literally go toe-to-toe, punch for punch, that goes for 20 seconds. And people are looking in complete awe. 
And they're just the willing combatants that say, you know what, I'm either going to punch you out or you're going to punch me out. And that's something that no other sport has where fans are literally lifted out of their seats. Hey, Chris Therian, thanks for joining us this morning. Well, let's chat about this when we get closer to the dates. It'll be on Saturday, March the 4th at the Cheyenne Ice and Event Center. You have a wonderful day, sir. Okay. And, Chris, thank thanks, you for guys. coming on. How do weekend. we get people to the event? Where do they go to find tickets and you know the time and place and all of that? Yeah, so you can go uh, to IWIFights.com, IWIFights.com. You can go to Ice's War on Twitter, or you can check out Ice Wars International. Uh, you can just Google any of that stuff or Facebook page as well and Instagram. Uh, at DB Trashers is AJ's show from the Netflix special. So we kind of intertwined it all, but I go to IWIFights.com, guys, probably your best bet. All right. Hey, Frank, thanks for helping me out. I appreciate it. Chris, have a good time with that. This sounds really interesting. I've been watching some of it on YouTube, and wow. So thanks for coming on this morning. Appreciate your time. Coming up on... Enjoy your weekend. Thank you. It's coming up on some local business that we have to take care of. That sounds interesting. I mean, again, just forget the hockey game. Who wants to waste time with that? Let's just get right to the fight. These guys are in hockey uniforms. they got skates on. They just get out there, and like you said, it's fast. It's a fast fight. So that's coming to Cheyenne. Coming up on 8.30... Update on your weather forecast, which is important for those on the east side of Wyoming with all of that wind. That's coming your way right after local news. Then we'll do a nice segment of open phones. Let's wake up Wyoming. of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. And Miss Mary will alert this stuff out when she gets to it during the course of the day. But a couple of things on the Wake Up Wyoming site this morning. You can use your Wake Up Wyoming app to get to it or go to the website for Wake Up Wyoming. One of them, there's a woman in Deadwood, South Dakota. Now, depending on where you are, how much snow you got, some places were really buried. Gillette was one of them. I know people in places like Moorcroft, Sundance. You know, you people were, again, really hit hard with just a lot of snow. Other places were in these areas where the wind just kind of snow blew around you. Wheatland was another one. You didn't get a lot of Wheatland, I know, compared to other people. Deadwood, South Dakota. There's a video of a woman, and it's nice that at least it was a light, fluffy snow. She is almost up to her shoulders. She's out there in the snow having fun with it, but she's almost up to her shoulders. So there's a video of her there, but also, all right. Yesterday, I got several requests, and I went ahead and played it, and I decided to go ahead and put the post up so you guys can find it for yourself. There's that. I'm going to play it again. Don't worry. There's that song written by a gentleman who is a, I believe he's a Sioux Indian I have to double-check my own story here on this. But uh, he is also an, an elder as well. And he wrote a song about Santa Claus getting stuck in the smoke hole of a chimney. And then the Indians just took complete advantage of it. Oh, he's Shoshone. Here we go. Song written and produced by the Shoshone elder named Old Hands.
And it's an original Christmas song. He's one of the Tonga Shoshone First Nations. And he kind of lives between the U.S. and Canada there. Just a wonderful sense of humor. So he wrote the song, and he's the one who sings that song, Stuck in the Smoke Hole of My Teepee. Now, for those people, I've asked several people said to me, hey, you ought to make a video out of that. Oh, there's a video of it. It's on YouTube. And it's on the Wake Up Wyoming site right now. So if you would like to go take that song and send it to your friends, you can go ahead and do that. Again, go to the Wake Up Wyoming site, take a look at the story that I posted there, and that's where you can just grab the song and start uh, sharing it by a YouTube video. And let me see, where do I have, I might just have to go, yeah, I'll do it here. So what I'm doing right now is going to the Wake Up Wyoming website, I'm calling it up, and there you'll see a picture of Santa Claus, and he's pointing to a sign that says, be very afraid. Irreverent Indian song about Santa that Indians love. And it is a very well-loved song in Indian nations as well. So, again, go to the Wake Up Wyoming website. The song is there. Go ahead and uh, grab the YouTube video or just the entire story. Grab that link and send it to your friends so they can listen to what you're laughing about. Here's the song. There's a funny fat man in a silly red suit Stuck in the smoke hole of our teepee There's a funny fat man in a silly red suit Stuck in the smoke hole of our teepee He's talking in the end. 
So again, go to the Wake Up Wyoming website, and I have that story up right now with the video that goes with it. And you can go ahead and grab that entire link and just go ahead and send it to your friends just in time for Christmas. Now, the media covered a lot this year when it came to Christmas time. In the years since last Christmas, the media told me the press is not our enemy. In the years since last Christmas, the media told me no one killed Epstein. Quid pro quo was there, Eric didn't fart, we need two bad guns, and the press is not our enemy. In the years since last Christmas, the media told me Trump worked with Russians, Erica's a victim, Carson King's a racist, Nazis are rampant, Liz is a native. Bigots beat up Jussie, these kids need doxing. No one killed Epstein. Quid pro quo was there, Eric didn't fart. We need two bad guns, and the press is not our enemy. Doll, can't wait to hear what they tell us next year. Also, this is the time of year when everybody has that debate as to whether Die Hard is a Christmas movie or not. Well, of course it is. It's this is John. Nice beer. He just wants to spend Christmas with the family. Is Daddy coming home with you? We'll see what Santa and Mommy can do. But when he gets stuck at the office party... Merry Christmas! It'll be a holiday... Merry Christmas! ...he'll never forget. This Christmas, it's a time of miracles, so be of good cheer. Only John can drive somebody that crazy. Get ready to jingle some bells and deck the halls with boughs of Bruce Willis. Mother the coast, we get together, have a few laughs. Alan Rickman. Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? Yippee ki Together. In the greatest Christmas story ever told. I got some bad news for you, Dwayne. <laughs> Hans. <laughs> Booby. Eat it, Harvey. Holy shit. I'm starting to get a bad feeling up here. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Die Hard. This is their idea of Christmas. I gotta be here for New Year's. <laughs> 845, Wake Up Wyoming. Community just on air, online, and on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Be part of the show at 888-97-WOODS. This is K2 Radio. 848 is the time. Wake Up Wyoming off to the icebox with go. Frank Gambino waiting by. So, Frank, some areas around, well, some regions around here, I don't know what you call it. Uh, Deadwood, South Dakota, places like that. Loads of snow. I mean, like you wouldn't believe. Record-breaking snow amounts in the area. Terry Peak up there, right yeah. in that area by Deadwood and the Black Hills, got like sixty inches. Yeah. Oh man. I, well, it just it just depends on where you were. I like watching Don Day's uh, podcast on YouTube because he shows what's going to happen with the weather. Some places like Wheatland got pretty much nothing. Yeah. By comparison, and I have to go to South Dakota on Saturday. Oh wow. Well, okay. So I have a video that I just put up. 
on a Wake Up Wyoming site. There's a woman in Deadwood. She walks out into the snow, and it is up to her shoulders. Now, at least it's light and fluffy. Yeah. Right? But that's one of those things where, you know, she starts walking through, and she's doing pretty good at first. But, of course, eventually that starts to gather in front of her. <laughs> and there's she, nowhere to go, really. Yeah, trying to make it through. The only answer at that point is to, to turn, turn around, around <laughs> and follow your path back to the house. <laughs> but I have to admire her. When it gets that bad, you know that expression, embrace the suck. Just have a good time with it. If you can, just, I mean, all you can do is stay home and start shoveling. You know uh, I mean? yeah. Oh, no, I, no, I wait for melting. Shovel? Uh, you, that's going to be a while. Uh, that's fine. I'm good with that. Stock up enough. Can't go anywhere, Snowden. See, there's the excuse for that. That way I'm having a good time, and I have the excuse of not going anywhere because there's snow out there. You know what's changed, Glenn, is that, you know, it used to be yeah. you could stay home. Yeah. And there's, like, they call them snow days. Yes. Okay, now. There, there's no more snow days. No, you can I work re- from I home. And you that, kids, you can, you're going to yes, school, too. I was on that yesterday. In fact, last year I was talking about that on the air. It is not fair for kids today because, well, we're not going to go to school, so get online and log into your classroom. And they don't get to go outside. Although, Frank, I know of a few parents who say, Screw that, and they send their kids out anyway. Yeah. I've met parents who do that. I'll probably be one of them. High school basketball, the big Flaming Gorge tournament moves along today in Green River and Rock Springs, and yesterday's action for the boys. Natrona beat Lyman 50-25. to Thunder Basin down Kelly Wall 65-49. to Over in Greeley, they have a tournament there. Laramie over Palmer Ridge, Colorado 73-57. Cheyenne Central beat Greeley Central 69-59. Cheyenne East beat Glenwood Springs, Colorado in the Windsor tournament 77-46. Today on the boys' side, Kelly Walsh will play Lyman. Star Valley meets Natrona at the Flaming Gorge. Central will take on four Collins, Laramie meets Greeley West, and Cheyenne East will take on Campbell County and Windsor. Lenoir will be at home tonight to meet Thermopolis. On the girls' side, Kelly Walsh nips Cheyenne South 45-42 in overtime. Yesterday at the Flaming Gorge and Greeley, Laramie over Palmer Ridge 59-47. Central over Greeley Central 60-56. And in Windsor, Cheyenne East beat Glenwood Springs 60-37. Today at the Flaming Gorge, Kelly Walsh will meet Pinedale. Cheyenne South will take on Rollins and Greeley. Cheyenne Central will meet Northfield, Colorado. Laramie meets North Ridge, Colorado. Cheyenne East will take on Campbell County and Windsor, and the Glenrock girls at home tonight to meet Thermopolis. Men's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowboys will be in Chicago to meet, take on Dayton. That'll be tomorrow night. The Pokes are 5-5 five and five overall, winners of two in a row. Dayton is 6-5 and five overall. They were ranked in the preseason top 25. It'll be a 6 p.m. start tomorrow from the United Center in Chicago. We'll have that for you on KG Radio and Casper and KCGY and Laramie. The Wyoming Cowgirls on the road on Sunday at Nebraska. The Cowgirls are 6-3 and three overall. They've won four in a row. The Huskers are 8-3. and three. They've won three in a row. High School wrestling, well, travel is going to be a tough around the state, but Gillette will host the Pat Weed duels today and tomorrow at the Camplex. The Toronto will be in that deal. Kelly Walsh will be in the Worland tournament, and the three Cheyenne schools in Laramie will be in the Greeley tournament. Boys High School swimming, Kelly Walsh will host a two-day meet starting later on this afternoon. Central, East, and Laramie also in that event, as long as well, along with Natrona, and the High School Nordic Ski Circuit will be in Pinedale. In baseball, the Casper Horseheads collegiate baseball team is folding. They have played at Lansing Field since 2017. Started out the expedition lead that moved over to the Independence League. Myra and Chuck Heenan, who owned the Horsehead, said in a release that changes to family and health situations, along with the financial burdens encountered from the 2020 shutdown, the decision was made to discontinue. Laramie's Gem City Bison will continue to play in the Independence League when that collegiate wooden bat league. And that's in sports. Okay, so that's interesting. How many local baseball teams do we have left? None. Oh. I mean, it didn't inter- other than the uh, American in Casper, uh, just just the American Legion team. Oh, doesn't Gillette and, have a team? Uh, American Legion team. 
Okay. Okay. So there is some baseball going on. Yeah. Now, the okay. Spearfish, they have the Sasquatch. Uh-huh. I like that name. That the works. Sasquatch. Okay. As <laughs> long as some people get to enjoy some local baseball is what I'm thinking. Of. Uh, yeah, it, 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 it's, it, the, the pickings are getting slimmer. Okay. Sorry to hear that. All right. Thank you, Frank. Hey, coming up on some local business we have to take care of. We're going to roll into news time after that national local update and the weather forecast. Hey, Mike and Laramie. Lived in Leeds, South Dakota during Storm Atlas. Twenty. I was in Gillette during that Storm Atlas. Wow, that was something, right? I I was stuck at work for three days, Mike. I I was, yeah. Bob Linfield in the nine o'clock hour. This is a guy who's walking back and forth across Wyoming. It's quite a story. I got some new stuff for you and some open phones too. We'll do it in nine o'clock hour. Wake up, Wyoming. Nine oh six the time. It's wake up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. All right, again, hold the calls. We'll do that next. This is someone you really got to hear from. I got a note from a guy named Bob. Bob Linfield is a gentleman who listens to this program and has turned 70 years old. Now, I've often said that when you get to the age of retirement, make sure your life has a purpose. Because if you don't, you're done. I've seen it personally firsthand growing up in Florida. The number of people who retire and then just stop. And they're done in no time at all and die away before their time. This guy decided to hit the road as in walking. What is it? Torrington to Bozeman Place? Hi, Bob. Hi. <laughs> nice to talk to you, Glenn. Good to talk to you. Okay, so let's talk about what got you out and about. What was the inspiration for getting out there and walking? Well, uh, because I turned 70 and I've always done some pretty active things, I thought... Uh, I, I'm going to walk to Bozeman, Montana, from Thornton, Colorado, and uh, you know, just as uh, my my folks grew up in Bozeman, we spent all summers going there. And my mother, who's 94, still lives there in Bozeman in the summer times and Boulder in in the winter. So I thought I'm going to go just celebrate and walk up there uh, if I can do it, and uh, and that would be fun. Okay. This sounds like a real Forrest Gump kind of moment when he decided to start running back and forth across the country. Just going to go. So now how do you plan for something like this? Because first off, you got to make sure you're in shape, right? Right. And and I'm in pretty decent shape. And, and I, you know, I worked out uh, getting ready for it. But the only planning, I, I, didn't, I didn't start off uh, thinking about doing that. Uh, it just kind of fell together, and uh, uh, so I just started. I just started walking that direction, not knowing how far I would go. Okay. Now, the average person walking will do about twenty, maybe twenty-five miles in a day if they're in good shape. About how much distance did you cover in a day? Do you think? Just about that. That's just an about that. Okay. Did you plan out stops? I mean, you think in hotels, or did you have a tent? I'm thinking supplies you have to bring with you. Well, my plan was pretty simple. 
I decided that I'd go about every three days and I'd drive my car as close as I could get okay. and uh, to the last place I stopped and I would uh, walk from there forward. And if I'm going 25 miles, that means 12 miles forward and then I got to backtrack 12 oh, miles. Oh, I see. So you're not just is, taking a straight track through. It can be 600 miles to get to Casper. Oh, Wow. Okay, so that so that means the next day you got to remember where you left off. I used Google Maps and planned it and used coordinates and other things okay. because my wife worries about me and she needs well, to track me. <laughs> I I would think so. Now that that's the next question. Then, so what roads do you take? Because the interstates can be dangerous. Well, in fact, you may know that it's not legal to walk on the interstate. Yeah, exactly. And so. Uh, I walk, was able to walk on frontage roads through Colorado, and then my route was to go to, I went to Cheyenne, and then I used Happy Jack Road to get to the Lincoln uh, uh, statue there mm-hmm. near Laramie, and that was my only problem, because the only way to get there is is essentially through, uh, by the interstate, and I can tell you about that story, but then I went from Laramie to Rock River, and then Medicine Bow, and then Casper. Okay. Yeah, that's really taking the back way up. Now, there's an area. What time of year are we talking about doing this? This is summertime? Well, I didn't think about really doing it until probably toward the end of July. So mm-hmm. I did it uh, from the toward the end of July through last uh, Wednesday of last week. Okay. When I just happened to turn on your show... For the first time, I don't even listen to the radio, and I turned on your show and happened to hear you talking about people who say Wyoming is the worst at everything. Mm-hmm. And I thought, i got to write Glenn yeah. a letter and explain some <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> okay, so now you're in an area also. you got you got to think about bringing water because the route you chose is considered desert. Oh, yeah. Believe me, I... Well, all I did was I carried a fanny pack in 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 front of me and one in the back. Right. And I uh, I learned that sometimes it was better to park my car kind of in the middle of my ten miles so I could stop by it and pick up more drinks. Okay. But I got pretty famished and thirsty sometimes. Yeah. Did anyone offer you help along the way? Did they see you way out there and think, what's this 70-year-old dude doing walking out in the middle of nowhere? You know, Glenn, I didn't think anybody would care, mm. <laughs> you know, what some old guy is doing up in Wyoming. Yeah. But listen to this. Uh, in the 200 miles I walked in Colorado, one person stopped and checked on me, and I was surprised. Mm-hmm. and offered me a ride. So that's one person in one vehicle. Okay. When I got to Wyoming, I'm going twice the distance, so I'm figuring uh, maybe two people are going to stop and inquire, Yeah. And uh, or maybe just somebody will stop and shoot me. I don't know. <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. Uh, so, so I'm telling you, if I add up the vehicles and people who stop me, stopped to check on me it was over 50 wow holy cow and you think 50 to, 
50 people to one. And Wyoming has far fewer people, especially on the road that you were on. The roads you took are so way out in the middle of nowhere. So to have that many people stop and chuck on you, way to go, Wyoming. Okay, you finally get all the way up to Casper, Wyoming, but that means you're what? You're about at the halfway point maybe, right? Well, yeah, I still have uh, 800 miles to go okay. to get to Bozeman. It'll put me at 1,400. But from Casper, now you got to think, and you still can't get on the interstate. So what roads do you take from Casper up? Yeah, I've thought about that quite a bit. I go to Shoshone, Riverton, through the Wind River Reservation. Okay. And then to uh, uh, Crowheart, and then to the Tetons and Yellowstone. So you went way out and around. Well, that's the way I'm planning to go when okay. I'll get up next spring. Okay, so you got to finish this then. You're going to get up next spring, and you're going to start heading out there and going way out and around. Well, at least yeah. it's going to be a beautiful walk because I can tell you, going from Casper, Wyoming, and heading over to Lander, for example, you know, in that area, that is some of the most beautiful territory that Wyoming has to offer. But again, you're talking about, as for a good part of it, some serious desert area. Wear a good hat, bring plenty of water. I, I sure will. Yeah. Is there any way, now that you have our number here, I assume Miss Mary gave you the number, that's how we got in touch with you, right? Uh, Do we have your number? Yes. Okay. I just want to make sure that we keep in touch with you, because if you're going to do the rest of this trip, I want to keep track of you. Uh, yeah. I'm happy to keep sharing it with you. Absolutely. In fact, I might even join you on part of the walk. So when do you plan to start off next time? Probably in the spring as soon as weather allows it. Okay. Are you on social media at all, or are you too old for that? <laughs> well, I, I'm a retired computer science guy. Oh, oh, so well. I, I, uh, I plan to put a, a travel page on Facebook, but I haven't done it yet. Okay. All right. Well, we need to keep in touch with you, and I'd like to do that. You put a travel page up there. That would certainly help as well because I really do want to track your progress. That means, because this, this radio program here is heard on several stations around the region, and there's also a lot of people who listen off of their phones online. So that means we can make sure that people out there can keep an eye on you. So it's not just strangers stopping by to see if you're okay. It's actually people who listen to this program that know, I know who that guy is. That's Bob. <laughs> and they might just pull well, over and hand you a bottle of water. Well, even without anyone knowing, yeah. I was shocked and surprised that that many people in Wyoming would would even care. Mm -hmm. I mean, I had I have met sheriffs and people from the uh, Wyoming Transportation Department and Highway Patrolmen. I even met the mayor of Shoshone. And wow. everybody wanted to help, wanted to make sure I was okay, uh, give yeah. me breaks and stuff. So are you going to be 71 years old when you start next time? That's right. Okay. This is record-breaking stuff, you know. Well, uh, I, I appreciate you saying that. Uh, yeah. You know, you, uh, you said in your bio that you were really glad that life led you to a beautiful oasis like Wyoming. And I'll tell you, I feel the same. Okay. All right. Well, I want to thank you for coming on this morning, Bob. And I am sharing, I'm saving your information here. 
And Miss Mary and I will be back in touch with you again. And as soon as you're ready to start walking again, uh, you said sometime in the spring. Right. I want to make sure that we know it so we can sort of join you on this radio show on that journey. And like I said, I might even want to come out on – do you do this on weekends or is it a weekday thing? What, what days of the week do you choose? I just I just try to choose every three days or so. Every three days, okay. Uh, okay. No. I can I can uh, arrange it so we can walk together. I was about to I say, if you're other... ready for some partners, we might be able to get me and some other people with you if, if you'd like some company. Sure, that'd be very nice. That'd be great. All right, Bob, thanks for coming on this morning. Thanks for writing me with this story. It's an amazing story. Thank you. I enjoyed talking with you. 917, Wake Up Wyoming. On Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods from K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. Nine thirty-six the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. So I, oh, I got to give the people, I'm going to Casper for this next one. A lot of credit. So every year, like, for instance, I'm in Cheyenne, and they do a Toys for Tots thing in Cheyenne. And I'll stand outside in front of Menards with a bunch of veterans. And, boy, Cheyenne shows up with all sorts of toys. Wow, a lot of toys. In Casper, they have Stuff the Van. And Stuff the Van has been going on all week. I know you're thinking the weather. Yeah, doesn't matter. We were there. So I would get off work. I've been doing this all week. I get off work here. And the poor guy up the hallway from me, Drew, who does the morning show on the country station, he has been doing the morning show from the Walmart east side of Casper every single morning. And I relieve him at 11 o'clock in the morning. And I'm there till 3. And then another guy, DJ Nike, relieves me and stays there till 7 at night. And you know, what the, you know what the weather's been like, right? Oh, okay. Despite that, people have been coming out and still giving. Yesterday, the sun finally came out. The wind stopped, even though it was still brutally cold. And wow, people made up for lost time. I mean, really made up for lost time in showing up with all sorts of gifts. Now, here's all you have to do if you're in that area. Just grab any gift for a kid. Right? Or things they might need, if you think of that. Also, the Wyoming Food for Thought Project is there. Cash donations go toward making sure people have food throughout not just the holiday season, but throughout the rest of the year. So people are making up for lost time. And every year is a record-breaking year over last year. And because it's been a tough year, tough few years now, those who have a little extra are just really giving. I've... And, I've said this, and I don't mean to sound like I'm just saying it because, you know, no, I really mean this. Out of the places that I've lived in my life, and I've had a chance to live in several states and so on, Wyoming is about the most giving state I've ever lived in. I mean, the people here really open up. So to everybody who's been giving, thank you for that. And for those who will, hope to see you there this afternoon and tomorrow afternoon because we're there Saturday as well. Now, that's been like 13-hour days for me this entire week, but that's not a complaint because we have an an immiserable weather. And I'm not complaining. I'm really not because we've had a great time doing it no matter what was going on. So, yeah, people have showed up with actual full shopping carts. Businesses show up, donate. I mean, it really has been going on and on all week long. Every community is doing something. So I mentioned Cheyenne. I mentioned Casper. 
wherever you're listening from around Wyoming, there's some project like this going on. And it has been a tough few years for a lot of people. Inflation not helping at all, really. And if you look at retail sales, they're down quite a bit, too. People are trying to save some money, and I get that. So in that spirit of helping people out, not just with the toys, and I've seen it, talk about heartbreaking, both in Cheyenne and in Casper, I have seen parents walk up to where we're gathering toys, and they're looking at the toys, and they look at us, and so what's going on? And they they need toys for the kids, or they need enough food to make it through the wintertime, you know, things like that. And they don't want to ask for the help, but they see it's being offered, and they're not there to give, but they could use some help, and they're afraid to ask. And I've seen that several times just this week alone. So for anyone, not just in the community that I'm working this week, which is uh, the Casper community, but for those also in Cheyenne and any other town, whether you're in Wheatland, Moorcroft, Douglas, Laramie, wherever you're listening from, all the way up in Buffalo, Gillette, you know, Moorcroft, places like that, Casey, there's something going on, church, civic, whatever it might be. And so if you don't see someone doing what we're doing, which is standing outside and saying, hey, come help us, and we're easy to find, just go ask. Just ask around. Somebody. A lot of times you'll find those bins in your local grocery store. Not everybody has a Walmart, I know, but even your dollar stores sometimes have a bin, a collection bin of some kind. But your church or civic groups, even your churches, I'm sorry, I already said uh, your, your city hall, they know of somebody who's collecting in some way. So if you have that little bit extra this year, this is one of those years where it really kind of counts. And I know that because I can see the people that have walked up to our booth. Again, they got kids in tow. And they're looking at all the gifts, and they're trying to figure out what are they going to do for the kids. And not just, again, not just the toys, the food. What are they going to do? It's not like they're not trying it's just trying times. So if you can help out anywhere in your community, I know Wyoming comes through. Like the gentleman I just had on who's walking across Wyoming. He walked across a good part of Colorado, and nobody stopped to help the seven. One guy, one guy stopped to help the 70-year-old man walking across Colorado, see if he was okay. In Wyoming, on one stretch of road, he was stopped like 50 times. That's Wyoming for you. 942. But a new case of measles. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods. Live on AM 1030 and the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Forty-seven is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Off we go to talk to Frank Gambino who's over there in the icebox. Frank, you've heard the old Christmas song, of course. I want a hippopotamus for Christmas, right? No, I, I, I've yeah. heard um, a, a new front tooth. Uh, oh, new front tooth, babe. You heard the hippopotamus song? No, no, no. Do I want to? No, no, well, it's a very old song, as old as all I want for Christmas is my two front teeth. Okay. But, no, there's a song, I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. And I'm thinking bad idea. Yeah. Okay. It's for like, the, like that thing that's in Top Gun. My mother wants to fly jets. Uh, yeah. I mean, you're going to go following that thing around the living room with a shovel to scoop up all of it? No. <laughs> just take it all to right. the zoo and just <clears throat> let them sure. feel it. You're going to feed that thing every night? What, whose room is it sleeping in? Yeah. All right. Well, then, 
And if the thing snores, you're in big trouble. But okay. Well, Miss Mary sends me this from Newsweek magazine. Hippo swallows two-year-old boy, throws him back up alive. Really? Now, that's another reason. Is this reason. Newsweek or National Enquirer? N- Newsweek. Now, National Enquirer would have been Bat Boy Swallows. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, this is uh, th- this is what Miss Mary reads, what I'm looking for. Well, I, well, boy, I'll, wow, I didn't want to know about that. Yeah. Now, you know the game Hungry Hippo, right? Yes. Okay. It starts by saying a hungry hippo, a holly, appeared to have bitten off more than he could chew. Now, I wonder, okay, he swallowed a two-year-old boy alive. Now, I wonder if the kid just tasted bad. Yeah, I mean, and what and what part of the earth did this happen? Uh, let me see. Infant plane. Oh, okay. Madagascar? You, you want me to pronounce this, huh? Okay. Uganda. Oh, yeah, okay. Okay, as far as the town, I'm not even going to try no, to No, 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 no. You're, you're, you're close enough, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, and th- this goes, look, we have problems here with kids being punted by buffalo in Wyoming, okay? You could be eaten by a hippo yeah, in Imagine living in a country where there's a damn hippo. Okay. So, let me see. Where are uh, the parents in this whole uh, deal? Ah, Yeah. So let's see. The boy was seized by the animal, gobbled down head first. This is a lot like when I'm growing. See, they're not at a zoo or anything like that. They're out and about in, yeah. the, in the country. This is like where I grew up. I had to watch for alligators. You never know. There's gators around on those islands I grew up on. I'm sure watch there for is. Gators. Well, where this kid lives, there's a hippo. So the hippo sees a target of opportunity and jumps for it and swallows the kid whole. Yeah. A man managed to save the boy by throwing stones at the hippo. The animal then regurgitated the the infant. I guess that throwing stones at the hippo lets the hippo know, hey, spit it up. I don't know. Glenn, I'm trying to get in the Christmas spirit. Okay. Well, I just want to know, what does this two-year-old taste like? That's <laughs> not like chicken. I can, you know. Uh, not like chicken. No. Okay. Uh, we want to remind all residents. I'm going to try of the Katowi Kabutru. I'm um, forget it. Town Council, <laughs> which is located within Queen Elizabeth National Park, uh, which is not just like a not like Yellowstone. This is different kind of national. It's like park. a reserve. Yeah. Yes. To remain vigilant and always alert, park rangers say that animals, well, you know, kind of like here in Yellowstone. So again, we worry about Yellowstone and tourists. They have Queen Elizabeth National Park. Boys rush to the hospital. Minor injuries. Vaccinated against rabies. Hippos have rabies? Hippos are mean. Okay. I had no idea that hippos had rabies. Alrighty then. Prep basketball for the boys and girls. The big Flaming Gorge tournament moves along today in Green River and in Rock Springs. From yesterday on the boys' side, the Toronto beat Lyman 50-25 to and Thunder Basin beat Kelly Wall 65-49. In Greeley, Colorado, there's a tournament down there. Laramie over Palmer Ridge, Colorado, 73-57. Cheyenne Central beat Greeley Central, 69-59. Cheyenne East over Glenwood Springs, Colorado in the Windsor Tournament, 77-46. Today on the boys' side, Kelly Walsh will play Lyman. Star Valley meets Natrona in the Flaming Gorge. Central will take on Fort Collins, and Laramie meets Greeley West in Greeley. Cheyenne East will meet Campbell County in Windsor. Glen Rock will be at home tonight to meet Thermopolis. On the girls' side from yesterday, Kelly Walsh won their first game of the year, nipping Cheyenne South in overtime, 45-42 at the Flaming Gorge. In Greeley, Laramie over Palmer. 
Palmer Ridge, 59-47. Cheyenne Central over Greeley Central, 60-56. And in Windsor, Cheyenne East Peak, Glenwood Springs, 60-37. Today, down at the Flaming Gorge, Kelly Walsh will meet Pinedale. And Cheyenne South will take on Rollins. And Greeley, Cheyenne Central will take on Northfield, Colorado. And Laramie meets North Ridge, Colorado. Cheyenne East will play Campbell County in Windsor. The Glenrock Girls at home later today to take on Thermal. In men's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowboys will be in Chicago for that legend showdown. It's a one-game deal versus the Dayton Flyers, and the Pokes are 5-5 five and five overall, winners of two in a row. Dayton is 6-5, and five, and they were ranked in the preseason top 25. It's a 6 p.m. start tomorrow from Chicago. We'll have that for you on KG Radio and Casper and KCGY and Larry. Wyoming Cowgirls will be on the road on Sunday at Nebraska and Lincoln. Cowgirls are 6-3 and three overall. They've won four in a row. The Huskers are 8-3, and three, and they've won three in a row. High school wrestling, a travel may be tough around the state, but Gillette will host the Pat Weed duels today and tomorrow at the Camp Lex. Natrona will be in that deal. Kelly Walsh will be in the Warland tournament, and the three Cheyenne schools plus Laramie will be in the Greeley tournament. In boys high school swimming, Kelly Walsh will host a two-day meet starting later on this afternoon. Central, Natrona, East, and Laramie will be in that event, and the high school Nordic ski circuit will be in Pinedale today and tomorrow. In baseball, the Casper Horseheads collegiate baseball team is folding. They have played at Lansing Field since 2017, started out in the Expedition League, then moved over to the Independence League. Myron Chuck Heenan, who owned the Horseheads, said in a release that changes to family and health situations along with financial burdens encountered by the 2020 shutdown, the decision was made to discontinue. Now, Laramie's uh, Gem City Bison will continue to play in the Independence League in that collegiate wooden battle league. And that's it in sports. So, okay. Did Gillette dig out the Camplex? Because they got hit with a lot of snow, too. I'm, I, I'm, uh, I'm, I knew, I, I've read something, but it, not, not last night, but the night before. Okay. And it took um, nearly four hours okay. to get from Casper to Gillette. Uh, yeah. So they're having something tonight, you said. It did, yeah, tonight, okay. and t- today and tonight okay. and tomorrow. Okay. Well, maybe they've had some. The roads are open. The roads are certainly I'm, open. I'm going to attempt to get up there tomorrow. Sketchy, you know. But maybe by tomorrow you'll be doing just fine. But I it's very, should hope see, so. See, it's windy today, Frank, so there's a lot of drifting snow. Yeah. I'm just saying, be careful. You know what? Our, our whiteout guys are great. Yeah. All right. Do it again Monday. All right. Thank you, Frank. Be careful. Coming up on some... No, I'm being very serious with them. Be careful because, boy, the roads out there, especially on the east side of Wyoming with all that wind blowing snow. Hey, guys, have a great weekend. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Twenty-five is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. East side of Wyoming, lots of wind today. Well, you had lots of wind last night. You think you got a bad? North Dakota's really been. Uh, Don Day's coming on. He has an extended forecast at six forty-five, seven forty-five. It's him and me, and he'll talk about that extended forecast, which is pretty involved. Winter officially here. Okay, so the story I'm working on with you right now is once again. Here comes the fake meat thing. Now it's the fake chicken, which we've told you about before, but now the FDA has approved it. So they're going to try to push that on. Expect a bunch of commercials and so on. They're not ready to put it out yet, but that's coming down. It's just got FDA approval now. So now's the next step. Well, last night I saw a little bit of an old Mythbusters episode. And it illustrates something that I've been saying for many years about stuff that they tell you is supposed to be better for the planet. So they went and took a bunch of vehicles, automobiles, motorcycles, things like that, from older vehicles to newer vehicles to find out which is actually friendlier to the planet. Because, you know, the claims that are made. And there's several vehicles out there, like the smart car, 
There's a motorcycle that actually is a pretty fast little motorcycle, but it has one cylinder. And you might think, a one-cylinder motorcycle, how does that work? Actually, it's pretty fast. But they all tell you this is better for the environment with the emissions and so on. And so they put that to the test looking at just what came out as far as emissions. Now, the first thing I discount is CO2 is not a pollutant. So when they got to that part, I just threw that away as I don't care what the CO2 emission is. But what about other stuff that comes out of your tailpipe? And it turns out, and this Mythbuster episode is a few years old, but it turns out that a lot of these so-called eco-friendly cars that you're driving around don't do any more for the environment. They're not more environmentally friendly. And in fact, some of them are even worse for the environment than, as I've been saying for quite a few years, any kind of vehicle you drive is going to have an impact on the environment, any kind. You can't drive a vehicle around without some kind of environmental impact. Welcome to planet Earth. It's going to happen. The best you can do, if you really care about emissions, again, not CO2, the other stuff, just buy a small four-cylinder older car. Because according to the Mythbusters little study that they did, those actually have much better ratings in emissions than a lot of the newer stuff that's being put out that they tell you is better for the environment. And on that note, I still put in there electric cars. Yeah, your electric cars are actually bad for the environment. But yes, if we're not talking vehicles, your wind and solar and so on, not really good for the environment. But now let's get into your meats, your fake meat, your fake beef. And even when you look at what's supposed to be this fake chicken they want to come out with, even that kind of stuff is not all that good for the environment. Not like they tell you that it's going to be. So, all right. A lot of what they say is supposed to be good for you isn't as good for you or the planet as they claim it's going to be. Hey, we're coming up on 630 local news coming your way right after local news update on your weather forecast. You and I get back into it. Wake up, Wyoming. Six thirty-six. The time. It's wake up, my own. My name is Glenn Woods. Woods. Thanks for joining me. Okay, so we're getting Join the conversation. Nine days later, ninety-seven Woods. And one of my favorite things to do around Christmas time. It's kind of become a, a Christmas tradition for me. Is to rag on the buzzkills because there's absolutely nothing wrong with you embracing whatever holiday you want to embrace. And I say that because, you know, there's Christmas, there's Hanukkah and so on. But to embrace it and have a good time with it, that's the point of the holiday season. I mean, really, the whole point of this is to come together, family, things like that. That's what these holidays are all about. And there always has to be some buzzkill trying to make you feel guilty about it. Oh, didn't see you there. We all love this time of year especially the songs. 
But let's be honest. Many of the classic songs we grew up with are just out of date for our time, filled with atrocious things like acknowledging differences in genders, celebrating the nuclear family, and appreciating traditions and history. Just like wishing people a Merry Christmas is obviously bigoted and outdated, it's time to bring holiday songs into the 21st century by updating them with political correctness. So we're pleased to introduce progressive sounds of the season, modernizing all those cherished classics you know and love, such as Silent, Mostly Peaceful Night, I'll Be Woke for Christmas, Deck the Halls, Fa La 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 Lockdown, Perfect for while you're mixing those Molotov cocktails, Holly Jolly Protest, one of my personal favorites, The Little Looter Boy, Rioting Around the Christmas Tree. For all my Latinx compadres out there, Felice Antifa. One that's good for the whole family. All I want for Christmas is you to wear a mask. I'll be homeless for Christmas. The 12 days to slow the spread of Christmas. I saw Daddy kissing Santa Claus. Oh, come all ye hateful. Santifa, baby. Hurry down to Chaz tonight. And that California classic, it's beginning to look a lot like Venezuela. We all have that one relative who's just got a disproportionate amount of holiday cheer. This album is the perfect gift to take that away from them and level the playing field. For three easy payments of $19.99, this collection can be yours today. But wait! Call now and we will throw in this tax-rich sweater for the small price of $69.99. This is a one-time offer. Our CDs and cassette tapes are ethically manufactured with union labor and will most likely work on your government-issued listening devices. But let's be honest, even if you don't pay, we're taking your money anyway. That's the part at the end of that bit that I really respect the most. No matter what, we're going to be taking your money anyway. But that's a woke Christmas for you. Or Hanukkah, whatever else. Whatever happened, by the way, we were supposed... There was another holiday that came around in the 90s, Kwanzaa. Is that still a thing? I have to go look that up. I bet it's still out there. I bet people haven't given up on it. But remember, just like the whole fake meat thing I was talking about last hour of the program, last half hour, there's the whole holiday thing that came along with Kwanzaa back in the late 80s, early 90s. They kind of pushed it on us. It was on all the television stations and even some sitcoms tried to push on it. It just Every time I picked up a newspaper around this time of year, Kwanzaa this, Kwanzaa that, and we're all supposed to be getting into the Kwanzaa thing. And it was a, if you will, made-up holiday. Something fake about it. And it was really, to me, it looked like an amalgamation of many different, because they had something that looked like a Jewish menorah. In other words, they just sort of took a stew of different holidays and put them all together and invented one. And we were supposed to enjoy celebrating Kwanzaa. And I never really understood what the whole Kwanzaa thing was supposed to be about. I just, I didn't get it like a lot of other people. And so it just sort of faded to the point that I haven't heard it mentioned in a really long time. In fact, I've asked some people of a younger generation, hey, have you heard of Kwanzaa? And the answer I get from them is, no, what's that? They've honestly never heard of it. Okay. I I try to explain to them what it was, and it was a, it, let's say, an experimental holiday that just disappeared at some point. But it seemed to me to be another one. Before we used the term woke, we were using the terminology politically correct. 
and it seemed to be more of a politically correct thing than anything else. Along the time when political correctness was in vogue, or so they tried to tell us it was in vogue, but it never really was. Just like earlier, the whole fake meat thing that I was telling you about, it appeared, and we were all told that this was the trend, and we were all going to do this. This was where everybody was going. Put your money into it. And it just sort of disappeared and faded out. All right, this next weather forecast, just like the others past few days, really important, especially for those on the east side of the state. Here's Don Day. Wake up, Wyoming. This weather up Wyoming comes to talk. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Be part of the show at 888-97-WOODS. is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Off we go to the icebox where Frank Campino is waiting by. Okay, Frank, when you were a kid, were there some favorite Christmas toys out there? Tonka toys. Okay. Baseball gloves. Yeah. Uh, I remember a long time. Lincoln Logs. Lincoln Logs were good. Okay. Uh, You know... um, Legos. Legos. Oh, yeah. And they're still at right. I, oh, I, I just Legos went through a Lego thing. store in Chicago. Yeah. Go to Florida. Two floors. Go to Florida and go to Legoland. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Okay. Let me see. Lionel um, trains. Oh, yeah. Model trains were always great stuff. Uh, Play-Doh. Yep. Yep. Play-Doh was always... And that's another one that still, to this day, is still a thing. I've, I In our uh, toys, uh, we're stuffing the van. They, mm-hmm. You were there yesterday. You saw a uh, f- uh, guy went into the store to buy a bunch of toys for needy kids around the area and came out with some Play-Doh, which I thought, oh, they're still doing it. In fact, <laughs> that television show, How It's Made, showed how Play-Doh is made. And it's actually a really simple formula. By the way, if your kid eats it, it's okay. It's made out of food products. I didn't know that. Yeah, so it's okay, and it, it, it'll it last forever. You're good. Your kid's fine. Let's see. We used to get all sorts of toy guns that fire projectiles. We still do, but it's like Nerf. Well, I remember the little cap guns. Yes. Oh, yeah. Pedal planes and pedal cars. Yep. Okay. That was a big thing. Oh, like, and uh, like big wheels. Big wheel. Oh, rock'em, sock'em robots. Rock'em, sock'em robots when yeah, the guy's okay. head went straight up in the air. Here's another plane. There's, oh, wind-up... Uh, robot toys remember the ones and and tanks and other wind-up yep. cars that could ride around okay so there's all sorts of different kinds of dolls do kids even play with to- toys anymore oh no they do it's just that they're a lot noisier and require batteries oh okay yeah uh, let's see there's a fisher price hockey game from way back when oh i had i had those yeah oh you did okay oh absolutely yeah let's see uh oh back then when you bought your kid a guitar it was a guitar made out of plastic and stuff, but mm-hmm. it was a guitar. Today, though, it still takes batteries. Oh, okay. And some of them... It's an air guitar kind of thing, yeah. Yeah, well, some of them have, like, buttons on them to play the notes rather than the chords, uh... which I think is seriously cheating. But there's a video game out there, Guitar Hero. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's... That's actually kind of a cool game. That actually is, yeah. But anyway, you can get your kids' toys like that. Most toys, when I go through the toy stores today, not all of them, but most of them, I look at it and I think it's a battery-operated noisemaker. As long as it's not my kid, I'm giving it to fine. 
Yeah, as long as you don't have to listen to it. High school basketball, the big Flaming Gorge tournament moves along today in Green River and Rock Springs. And yesterday's action for the boys, Natrona beat Lyman 50-25 to and Thunder Basin down Kelly Wall 65-49. In the Greeley, Colorado tournament, Laramie over Palmer Ridge, Colorado 73-57 and Cheyenne Central beat Greeley Central 69-59. Cheyenne East a winner over Glenwood Springs, Colorado in the Windsor tournament 77-46. Today on the boys' side, Kelly Walsh will play Lyman. Star Valley will meet Natrona in the Flaming Gorge tournament. Central will take on Fort Collins. Laramie meets Greeley West in Greeley. Cheyenne East takes on Campbell County in Windsor. Glen Rock will be at home to meet Thermopolis. On the girls' side, Kelly Walsh nips Cheyenne South 45-42 down in that Flaming Gorge tournament. That game was an overtime in Greeley. Laramie over Palmer Ridge 59-47. Cheyenne Central over Greeley 60-56. And in Windsor, Cheyenne East beat Glenwood Springs 60-37. Today, the Flaming Gorge. Kelly Walsh will meet Pinedale. Cheyenne South will take on Rollins. In Greeley, Cheyenne Central meets Northfield, Colorado. Laramie meets North Ridge, Colorado. Cheyenne East will play Campbell County in Windsor. The Glenrock girls at home at 430 to meet Thermopolis. Men's college basketball. The Wyoming Cowboys will be in Chicago tomorrow for the Legends of uh, Legends of Showcase of Legends basketball tournament. It's a one-day deal versus Dayton, and the Pokes are 5-5 five and five overall. Two uh, winners of the last two in a row. Dayton is 6-5 and five on the year. They were ranked in the preseason top 25. That's a 6 p.m. start tomorrow from Chicago. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KCGY and Larry. Wyoming Cowgirls will be on the road on Sunday at Nebraska. The Cowgirls are 6-3. and three. They've won four in a row. The Huskers are 8-3. and three. They've won three in a row. High school wrestling travel is going to be tough around this day, but Gillette will host the Pat Weed duels today and tomorrow at the Camplex. The Trotter will be in that deal. Kelly Walsh will be in the Worland tournament, and the three Cheyenne schools plus Laramie will be in the Greeley tournament. In boys high school swimming, Kelly Walsh will host a two-day meet starting this afternoon. Central East Laramie in that event as well, as, as well as, as Natrona, and the high school Nordic Ski Circuit will be in Pinedale today and tomorrow. In baseball, the Casper Horseheads collegiate baseball team is folding. They have played in Lansing Field since 2017, started out in the Expedition League, then moved over to the Independence League. Myron Chuck Heenan, who owned the Horseheads, said in a release that changes to family and health situations, along with the financial burdens encountered from the 2020 shutdown, the decision was made to discontinue. Laramie's Gem City Bison will continue to play in the Independence League, and that's in sports. So, some of the toys that I take a look at today, which again are very electronic based, which is okay because there's a lot of really good engaging stuff in there. But I was at the old governor's mansion, Cheyenne, Wyoming, which they decorate for Christmas yeah. in just an amazing way. And you can see that back in those days, Frank, you got for Christmas a toy. That you play with yes, eight right. hours a day. That's it. And that one toy takes imagination. Yes, it can, it can do it. many, many things. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, in fact, you and I probably remember being as kids, we would go outside, didn't have a toy in our hands, so we would pick up a stick. Stick or and a sticks rock. sticks can be a lot of things. Yeah, like yeah. cardboard boxes. Uh, sure, yeah. There's loads of things you can do with a stick. I'm surprised a parent has never just wrapped a stick and put it under a tree and said, <laughs> figure it out. <laughs> Thank you, Frank. Yeah, here's your stick, kid. Go figure it out. Probably the best, most healthiest thing you can do for them. Coming up on some local business news time, weather forecast, Wake Up Wyoming. As far as I'm concerned. Seven out of six of time, it's Wake Up Wyoming. It is a Friday. 
Glad you made it, especially through all the weather that we had. East side of Wyoming, man, you've got a lot of wind today. Jet and Yoder's already told me about it. Yeah, there's uh, heavy stuff out there. And we'll talk about that with Don Day at 745. Vitavu, John, and Laramie, oh, I'm reading your note next. You've already made my morning with this one. This is good. Warning, this show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. I was talking last hour about, yeah, the FDA's approved fake chicken, just like the fake beef they approved a while ago. Uh, fake chicken's not really in your stores yet, but they're working on that. And then I asked whatever happened to the fake beef thing, the whole movement, which was supposed to be a big deal, but it sort of faded away. It's still out there, but the companies that started up with the artificial beef did not do well. People didn't really like the whole woke nature of it, didn't like being told, you eat this, you're saving the planet, and you're a good person, that kind of a thing. But also, when you take a look at what goes into fake beef, it's actually healthier for you just to eat beef. Okay, so that was the problem, and that whole beef movement is really struggling. So I don't know what they're going to do with the artificial chicken thing they're trying to push. So here's Vitavu John and Laramie. Glenn, if you want to laugh, go to Burger King. Order the Impossible Whopper, which is meatless meat, by the way. Okay, it's meatless. And then add bacon. <laughs> They won't know what to do. <laughs> I'll have the Impossible Burger with bacon, please. <laughs> I might just have to do that one of these days. Now, I would think that somebody in Wyoming would just start laughing and go with it. But I wonder about if I was in some place like San Francisco. By the way, I have something on San Francisco later this morning. So, as I do a lot of times, we get off on a topic here and I go, wait a minute, I need to look that up. So what I was going to talk about this hour, I'm going to put aside for just a moment. We'll get to it. Last hour, I mentioned whatever happened to Kwanzaa. Now, back in the early 90s, we were offered a new holiday, Kwanzaa. And it was supposed to be a very woke, politically correct kind of a thing. And I haven't heard a lot about it. Well, I just went and looked up. You can still find the Kwanzaa website. It's up. But the Kwanzaa website looks really old, like it was a website that was put up in the early 90s. Does not have any of the modern trappings of Kwanzaa stuff. Do you hear much? It was something that, for those of us who remember it, was really pushed on us, like with the whole Impossible Burger fake meat thing and the, and the electric car thing, stuff like that. They really pushed this on us back then. Whatever happened to it? Well, of all places... I went to the Huffington Post. Yeah, that's about as left-leaning as you can possibly get. So I'm going to read directly from the Huffington Post because their headline, Whatever Happened to Kwanzaa? Story says, whether it's gone because nobody knew how to sell it or because nobody wanted to buy it, 
Kwanzaa is now nowhere to be found. Long before the giant mall usurped the American urban landscape, Hallmark was cheapening our age-old religious traditions and turning nuanced theology and messages into, well, feel-goodisms to be bought and sold in the marketplace. In other words, that's a fancy way, a lot of wordy way of saying the commercialization of Christmas. Out of a singular sinister force, Hallmark conspired to transform a jolly present giver. Well, they go on to talk about the Hallmark Channel and so on. Okay. And Hallmark was late. They now diss capitalism because, again, I'm reading from the Huffington Post here. And then they talk about uh, Starbucks and Disney and so on. Perhaps then it's a good thing that Kwanzaa was all, has all but vanished from the local greeting card store. That, well, that's another thing. I hadn't thought about that. For those who remember the push of Kwanzaa, go to a greeting card store. Or I should put it another way. There's not many. There are some greeting card stores out there, but that's really not that much of a thing anymore. There was a time you would find greeting card stores all over the place, just like bookstores were all over the place. But these days, a lot of people get their Christmas cards online. Yeah, it's not to say you don't get a Christmas card in the mail or you show up at work and you find a Christmas card or a birthday card on your desk. But many people just wish holidays and birthdays and so on by sending a message online. I remember when that was a unique thing. Now it's kind of common. But if you do go to a greeting card section... And there's still a lot of people who like to do that because it's something physical to hold on to, right? And greeting cards can be a lot of fun. Find a, a Kwanzaa card. Where is it? What, the story says, but what led to its disappearance? Where did it go? As recent as 1993, Kwanzaa was America's fastest growing holiday. See, I don't think it ever was. That's where I have to disagree with the Huffington Post on this. I don't think it was ever a fast-growing holiday. We were told it was. It was portrayed on sitcoms. Hollywood pushed it. The news media pushed it. But I don't think the public ever picked it up. The writer says, I recall a chilly December evening that year when on the campus of Brown University, my girlfriend took me to a study break, paid a visit to the campus, Third World Center. We used to go there a lot. Okay, fine. Uh, waited through the students. We knew that Kwanzaa, okay, they, and, they, and they had a Kwanzaa celebration going on. Okay. But that was on a university campus. What about the rest of the American public? All right. Story says 15 years later, I published an irrelevant, uh, published in an irrelevant Jewish culture magazine. Uh, they had an antidote about Kwanzaa and its observance, and noticed that it was nowhere to be found. Multiculturalism was supposed to be highlighted in Kwanzaa in all sorts of different ways, but again, Americans just never picked it up. And that's about where the article ends right there. So it was pushed on you. Kwanzaa was pushed on you. Back in the early 90s, and you were told that it was a fast-growing religion and Americans were embracing it. Again, news stories about it. It was on your sitcoms when you turned on TV. America's embracing Kwanzaa. And then years later, one day, I just kind of wondered. It was around this time of year, and I started wondering, haven't heard anything about Kwanzaa in a long time. 
because it never really took hold. You were told it was a, a, a fantastic thing that Americans were embracing, and you were told a lie. Americans never did embrace it. Okay. Hollywood wanted you to. The news media wanted you to. Same thing with, again, electric vehicles, fake beef, stuff like that. They put it out there, and people go and check it out because they're curious. And then they go, eh, and they go back to the way they were doing it before. Oftentimes, think this is a lot like when I, if I ever turn on a television, which is rare for me, and I see an ad for a television program, America's fastest growing television program, which means it has no ratings, it's at the bottom of the barrel. I've heard that on talk radio too. Imagine America's fastest growing talk show, which means it's at the bottom of the ratings barrel and there's nowhere but up to go. They're trying to convince you. Everybody, you've heard this one before. Everybody's talking about, which means nobody's talking about it, but they're trying to convince you that everybody's talking about it. So, yeah, Kwanzaa has just disappeared. Oh, DJ and Gillette. The post office does sell Kwanzaa stamps, though. Really? Okay, show of hands out there. Has anyone ever received a letter, which is rare these days. I mean, it, I know you get mail, but... Not a lot. With a Kwanzaa stamp. Anybody, show of hands. Yeah, didn't think so. 716 is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. On the air. Sorry, but we had a budget. Join the conversation. 888-97-Woods. This is K2 Radio. Okay, Red, that's a really unique way of saying it. Red is in Casper. (laughs) See, DJ in Gillette, Wyoming, the post office does sell Kwanzaa stamps, though. Okay, how many people buy Kwanzaa stamps? Yeah, I don't know of anyone who does. Have you ever received mail with a Kwanzaa stamp on it? Anybody out there? I don't know of anyone who ever has. I might be wrong, but I've never seen it. Red in Casper says... I think I pay about as much attention to what stamps are on my mail as I do to the shape of my bowel movements. Okay. But you know, a doctor would tell you, Red, that you probably should be paying attention to that. I'm sorry. Were you folks eating breakfast? I'll stop. Serious news topic. Then we'll get back to the nonsense. Well, it's Friday. So, you know, Governor Gordon proposed tax relief to seniors and people with fixed incomes. Okay. Let's see what happens this legislative session. So Governor Gordon recently shared his budget proposal with the Legislators Joint Appropriation Committee. According to a press release from the governor's office, which wrote the budget proposal would emphasize addressing inflationary pressures facing the people of Wyoming, saving money for future generations, et cetera, et cetera. The release noted Gordon's administration added more details to the budget proposal this week, which were presented at the supplemental budget meeting that they're having. One proposal of note governor made was to offer property tax relief, yes, property tax relief for Wyoming residents who he believes were most impacted by inflation, seniors and those living in fixed incomes. Quote, many Wyoming low to moderate income households struggle to meet the increase burden of rising property taxes from the governor's press release, especially those on fixed income. 
and establishment by the Legislative Wyoming Property Tax Refund Program is designed to help provide relief to citizens most impacted by a regressive income tax and inflation. So the Property Tax Relief Program offers a hand up to seniors and people of low income. The release noticed that the Department of Revenue saw a record number in 2021 property tax refund applications. I remember you and I were talking about that when we got into 21 tax filing time. And there were a lot of problems out there because of a bad economy. We talked about that. And the governor was pushing that idea at the time, too. Use that tax relief program. Because of this, Governor Gordon's proposal, the story says his budget requests an additional $1 million to continue assisting qualified Wyoming households throughout the next year. Additionally, Governor Gordon addressed Wyoming's energy industries with the release going so far as to calling it a linchpin of the governor's budget proposal. Quote, Wyoming has long recognized, been recognized as an energy leader, and we have an opportunity to be an advanced energy fountainhead through the 21st century. Okay. My goal is to leverage those funds to create the extent possible to benefit the Wyoming industry. Okay, this is um, – oh, and then he gets into carbon capture and reduction. And that's where I look at it and go, uh, Mr. Gordon, please stop that. Get us out of the whole carbon capture thing. Just stop. And it's just something that raises price. You want to talk about inflation – Carbon capture raises the price of energy, which raises the price of everything. And for no benefit whatsoever, you're not, you're not saving the planet by doing this. You're not. Now, for those who have argued with me, and some people have, even those people in the state legislators have argued with me, hey, but if we're going to sell our energy, if we're going to keep coal and natural gas viable, we have to do something to appease the, well, basically, my words, the cult of climate change. And my answer to them is, how is that appeasement working for you? How is that working out as they try to shut down our businesses? They don't care if we capture carbon or not and keep it in the ground. They don't care. They have no care whatsoever. They want us to stop using the stuff altogether. So just stop with the carbon capture thing. Forget it. It's a waste of time. Instead, Push the idea of, yes, we do produce clean energy in Wyoming. We do. And show how. And also show the benefits of reliable energy. Because as we've gone through this, the weather that we had this past week, oh, wow, this has been some weather this week. And some parts of Wyoming, the east side of Wyoming, still going through it. And next week, according to Don Day's forecast, he actually uses the word miserable in his forecast when it comes to cold weather next week. What's keeping you warm? Reliable energy. Yeah, that's what's actually keeping us warm. Not the wind or the solar. It's dark out. It's not, the sun's just starting to come up. But a lot of the solar panels out there are still covered with ice and snow. And they certainly were during the height of that storm that we had. And the vast majority of wind turbines were not turning at all. So we need to sell the idea of reliable energy, not nonsense like carbon sequestration. DJ and Gillette, instead of lowering taxes, Gordon wants to redistribute the money. Sounds a bit socialist to me. Hmm. Yeah, well, um, I'm okay with tax relief. What about just – we've talked about this before. There's a lot of ways to discuss this. What about just a different way of doing 
property taxes in general. And remember, Wyoming, you're very fortunate to live in the state that does not have a state income tax. We've been relying and living off of the energy industries, and we can still continue to do that and keep our taxes as citizens really low. We can do that as the state of Wyoming. But we need to keep our energy industries viable, which means working less with the federal government, working more on our own land and making more of the federal land our own land, doing it ourselves, get out of the whole cult of climate change thing. That means carbon sequestration. Get out of that and actually push clean – CO2 is not a pollutant – clean, reliable – energy to the nation and then we do have something to sell i mean california when their wind and solar is not providing and they're telling people please don't charge your electric vehicles we don't have the energy to do it they have to turn somewhere for that reliable energy right all right they're going to turn to states like us if you really want to strategically place wyoming in our future to make sure that we have a viable future. Well, then you make sure that we in Wyoming are doing the opposite of what some other states around the country are doing. They're going to need help at some point because of their mistakes. And we're going to have the answer. Coming up on 7.30, local news coming away. Right after local news, update on your weather forecast. Then you and I get back into it again. Oh, 7.45, Don Day wants to talk to you about the coming cold snap and the wind on the east side of Wyoming. Chet and Yoder's got it brutal right now. DJ, how's the wind up where you are? Here in Gillette. 7.30, wake up Wyoming. This is Wake Up Wyoming on K2 Radio. 7.36 the time, Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Okay, DJ, I get it. <laughs> um, I wouldn't mind actually hearing from some people on the east side of the state who are involved in heavy winds and people over there in South Dakota and Nebraska, too. There's a app and also a website that I use called Windy. Windy provides weather in all sorts of different ways, but it helps you to visualize it. So if you want to see what the winds are doing, look at the map and you can see what the winds are doing across your area. And the east side of the state's really getting it bad. Now, DJ is way up north there in Gillette. And I asked DJ, how's the wind up there? And she answers, wind? You want to talk about the wind? It's so bad, it takes three tries to open a car door and snow drifts over your head. And actually, Gillette, I talked about this yesterday, uh, Gillette was pretty much shut down. They, the city of Gillette, put out a note yesterday online, hey, unless you really have an emergency, just stay home. I had someone stay with me. She's from Buffalo, Wyoming. She's a BLM ranger. She went on vacation. She flew out of Gillette. She was not able to fly back in. Now, it's a big deal to close down an airport. They keep airports open. They just couldn't do it. 
Too much wind, too much blowing snow out there. They couldn't do it. So they just closed down the Gillette Airport. So she left yesterday, but she stayed in my spare bedroom for a couple of nights because her car is in Gillette at the airport. She had to get a friend of hers from Buffalo to drive down and pick her up and bring her back to Buffalo. At some point, she'll get to Gillette and, and dig out her car at the airport and bring it home. Chet is in Yoder, which is southern Wyoming, southeast Wyoming. He sent me a note earlier this morning that he's dealing with some heavy winds, too. So I got Don Day coming up in just a couple of minutes. We'll talk about all of that because as the storm moves out of the area, yeah, it's yeah, and you guys are going to have that wind for the rest of the day. I'm sorry about that. But also folks in South Dakota and Nebraska, yeah. So let me know. You can either you can hit chat on the app and send me a note or triple eight ninety seven woods to get on the air with me. Okay. Christmas time. Let's go listen to the buzzkills. I got the the woke names for the new toys. How about this? Tickle me Elmo is now inappropriate touch me Elmo. G.I. <laughs> Joe is G.N. Joe, gender neutral Joe. <laughs> Care bears are now taxpayer assisted living bears. <laughs> strawberry shortcake is strawberry sugar free, gluten free, hormone free shortcake. <laughs> Teletubbies are Teleplus tubbies or widescreens. Transformers are still Transformers. <laughs> Malibu Barbie is White Privilege Barbie. <laughs> Mr. Potato Head is now Mr. Potato Harvested by Exploited Undocumented Workers Head. <laughs> and I got one more. For the environmentalist, yes. Thomas, the coal burning, global warming contributing train. <laughs> this is the time of year when you send your family and friends things that you're supposed to make at home. You know, those old family recipes. Okay, what's first? It says to start with a helping of flour, a handful of eggs, and a dash of salt. How much is a helping? Uh, it says here that it's more than a hunk of, but less than a whole mess of. So maybe this one? Is there anything that has actual measurements? Yeah, it says you need eight cups of lard and four sticks of butter. we got to go back to the store. When do we add this? Uh, it says apply bourbon as needed. To what? To chef. Oh. Uh. Okay, now we have the sugar, right? Um, we're gonna need the other bag, too. What? There's no way that's right. I know! I know, Kevin! There's no way that any of this is right! Is it done yet? I can't tell. Well, it says not to leave it in there too long. I know. Well, I don't want to burn it. Nobody wants to burn it, Kevin. Well, how long does it say to leave it in there? It says bake in hot oven until done! Well, there it is. Grand Grand's famous sweet butter cake. basically poison. I'll wrap it up for the party. You want to serve this to people? We got to bring something. Well, I guess you got to bring something. And uh, there's a couple of articles I've come across. Every year, there's articles about fruitcake. There was one article that popped up on our own Wake Up Wyoming site. For the love of God, quit making fruitcake. Do people actually make fruitcake anymore? I guess some people do actually go in there and make fruitcake. Most of it's store-bought. But, yeah, that's one of those things. You try a bite or two, and you wondered why you bought it last year and bought it again this year. 742. I'm going to get Don Day on the line. We'll talk about that wind and other forecasts. Wake up, Wyoming. 
Stuff the van twice. But never boring. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the show at 888-97-Woods. 745, it's time to wake up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me off. We'll go talk to Don Day, Day Weather. Okay, Don, so... Up in Gillette is DJ, who said it took her three times to open her car door. Chet in Yoder doesn't even want to go outside right now. The east side of Wyoming and into South Dakota, Nebraska, and I feel sorry for the people of North Dakota last night. That's a lot of wind. A lot of wind and a lot of snow. Yeah. Those areas that you mentioned off into northeastern Wyoming. Now, the thing with this storm is, boy, the snowfall amounts varied widely we had some areas that just got an inch or two and then we if you go up into the black hills reports trickling in yesterday you know around the belfoosh spearfish area over up to deadwood you know there were areas that got between 30 and 48 inches of snow um very heavy snow long sections of i-90 as well and so that wind that we've been experiencing and elsewhere has been up there and even worse uh there's some amazing pictures of snow drifts coming up out of Northwest Nebraska, Western South Dakota, Northeastern Wyoming. Those folks just took it on the chin with this one. Okay. Now, as I always ask what the exit strategy is, and it sounds to me like you're saying, okay, wind blows off to the east, but now we just have to de- – you used the word miserable this morning in your forecast. Yeah, it's, there's a 100% chance of misery. Okay. <laughs> now, well, how? let's define how – are we talking just single digits, negative? What are we doing? Well, you know, first of all, the wind is just going to continue to blow today. And it's, and even though the wind this weekend will ease a little, it's still going to be persistent and it's going to be really cold. I mean, we have a pipeline from Western Canada that just continues to funnel in very, very cold air. Uh, now we, we'll see some flurries in the high country, but for the most part, it's a dry forecast, but we have two Arctic surges next week, one coming in into central northern Wyoming Sunday night, Monday. That's going to make Monday and Tuesday very cold, especially along and east of the divide. Then the second more impressive Arctic push is going to be coming in as we get into probably the Wednesday, Thursday time frame. That will drop temperatures even more. I see temperatures going far below zero in the central, the north, and the east mid to late next week with some snow. A forecasted wind chills across parts of Wyoming, Montana and the Western Dakotas mid to late next week are 40 to 50 below. Oh, wow. Yeah. So this is, this is some serious stuff. And then, you know, we talked yesterday that this Arctic air was going to come down the East slopes of the Rockies, then head into the midsection of the U S affecting the rest of the country through the week preceding Christmas. And that that's still on schedule. There's, there's a lot of misery to be spread all across the lower 48 well, states, only the West Coast. At least it's being spread equally. Real quick here, though. Now, you always talk about with blowing snow, stuff like that, but also with the cold. I'm not just thinking about people that I worry about, but also there's a lot of livestock outside. Yeah, for livestock and for, for wildlife, I mean, this is extremely tough. And, and it's, you know, the prolonged cold, uh, livestock are tough around here. Yeah. But you put together seven ten days of this wind and the severe cold with all mm-hmm. this drifted snow it's it's very difficult and it's not going to get any easier anytime soon we i do see by christmas weekend some moderation in our in our weather but but until then it's going to be right. tough yeah so if you see a mountain lion out in your backyard and he looks just miserable bring him inside he's cold out there he just, yeah he put was, put out a bowl you know heated bowl of water, heated bowl not- of milk he'll <laughs> surely appreciate it thank you don appreciate it all right <laughs> 
I play that because, well, look, uh, it's all Canada's fault this is happening anyway, right? So No, it's not. No, it's not. You know what? It's all from the Soviet Union. Oh, it is? And the Soviet Union... Over to Canada. Okay. Canada's just a middleman. Uh, so Okay. So you still want to blame, even though the Soviet Union died decades ago. <laughs> well, they, they don't think they're dead. <laughs> you, well, that's true. Yeah, we still got Putin in there. Yeah. So you're still blaming them. All right. Now I can go with that, especially the whole Ukraine situation. I'll see if I can find it's a blame Putin It's the Soviet Union's fault that we're below zero. Yeah. All right. Siberia, they bring that stuff that. in there, and they, they, they throw yeah. those big fans on there. That's how they get at it. Yeah, yeah. well, some of those us. big fans are building in this state, too, just so you know. That oh, really gets Before nasty. we get started. Okay. Yes. You know, I, I, I ran into you yesterday at the um, at Walmart for yeah. the toy thing. Yeah. Please explain to me this heating fan. Oh, okay. All right. I'm going to actually put the story aside that I had for Frank and go with this. So, yeah, I need to, here I, we are. Uh, if you go to the, for those people in Casper, Wyoming, Walmart, Eastside, Second Street, we're stuffing the van for needy families, not just with toys, but people are donating money to make sure Wyoming Food for Thought is going to get people food throughout the entire season. So, how do we do this when the weather's that nasty? How do we stand outside like that? Well, there's a company in Casper that has these big fans. They're called Hotsey. Hotsey? Hotsey. Okay, so picture a big fan. Now put a metal cover on it with holes. Okay. At the base of that is kerosene, a big you know container of kerosene. So, okay, the kerosene is pumped up, ignited, and inside the fan blades are spinning, burning kerosene. That blows on us. Did you tell me it got so hot you had to turn it off? It actually got so hot. It was so about hot. 15 degrees Yes, outside it yesterday. actually got so hot we had to turn it off for a while. So, yeah, call Hotsey. They'll explain. It's Hotsey. great. <laughs> All right. High school basketball, the big Flaming Gorge tournament moves along today in Green River and Rock Springs. And yesterday's action for the boys, and the Toronto beat Lyman 50-25. to Thunder Basin down Kelly Wall 65-49. In the Greeley, Colorado tournament, Laramie over Palmer Ridge, Colorado 73-57. And Cheyenne Central beat Greeley Central 69-59. Cheyenne East over Glenwood Springs, Colorado in the Windsor tournament 77-46. Today on the boys' side, Kelly Wall will play Lyman, and Star Valley meets Natrona the Flaming Gorge. Central meets Fort Collins and Laramie will meet Greeley West in Greeley while Cheyenne East takes on Campbell County and Windsor. Glen Rock at home to meet Thermopolis tonight. On the girls' side, Kelly Walsh nips Cheyenne South 45-42 in overtime down to the Flaming Gorge and Greeley Laramie over Palmer Ridge 59-47. Central over Greeley Central 60-56 and in Windsor Cheyenne East beat Glenwood Springs 60-37. Today at the Flaming Gorge, Kelly Walsh will beat Pinedale. Cheyenne South will meet Rollins and Greeley. Cheyenne Central will meet Northfield, Colorado. Laramie will meet North Ridge, Colorado. Cheyenne East will play Campbell County in Windsor, and the Glenrock girls at home tonight to meet Thermopolis. In men's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowboys will be in Chicago tomorrow for a one-game deal in, a, in the showcase tournament. They'll take on Dayton. The Pokes are 5-5 five and five overall, winners of two in a row. Dayton is 6-5 and five on the year, ranked in the preseason top 25. So that'll be a 6 p.m. start tomorrow from Chicago. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KCGY and Laramie. Wyoming Cowgirls will be on the road on Sunday at Nebraska. The Cowgirls are 6-3 and three overall and have won four in a row. The Huskers are eight and three. They've won three in a row. High school wrestling travel will be tough around the state, but Gillette will host the Pat Weed duels today and tomorrow at the Camplex. The Trona will be in that deal. Kelly Walsh will be in the Warland tournament, and the three Cheyenne schools and Laramie will be in the Greeley tournament. In boys' high school swimming, Kelly Walsh will host a two-day meet starting later on this afternoon, featuring KWNC, the the two the, uh, the Cheyenne Cheyenne Central, and Laramie. The high school Nordic ski circuit will be in Pinedale. In baseball, the Casper Horseheads collegiate baseball team is full. 
Lansing. They have played at Lansing Field since 2017 and started out in the Expedition League and then moved over to the Independence League. Myra and Chuck Heenan, who own the horse set, said in a release that changes to family and health situations along with the financial burdens encountered from the 2020 shutdown, the decision was made to discontinue. Laramie's uh, Gem City Bison will continue to play in the Independence League. I just got a note from Dave in Torrington. Good morning. I was driving to work the wind this morning. He's getting about 10 miles per gallon. <laughs> oh, I'm thinking, I asked him the question, you think when you're heading home, if you just turn the vehicle off and put it in neutral. Just, just coast. Coast on home. Save yourself the fuel. Thank you for oh, coming boy. up on some... Well, I'm sorry you guys have to put up with that today. It's going to last all day. And again, South Dakota, Nebraska too. That wind's just going to be brutal all day. And there's that drift and snow for you. We'll keep you up to date. Coming up on some local business, we have to take care of news time, top of the hour, national local update on the weather forecast. Wake up, Wyoming. I'm concerned. Six of times. Wake up, Wyoming. It is a Friday. Glad you made it. All the phone calls. Got some guests this hour. Some interesting ones, too. And and one that's sort of kind of iffy. Oh, well, by the way, here he is. Hi, Sam. (laughs) (laughs) Sam Shumway is with Wyoming's AARP. We've gotten into the Christmas season. And you know, nine days left to go shopping, Sam? Yeah. That's it. Well, here's some good news. Here's some good news, Glenn. Yeah. If you haven't got all your Christmas shopping done, you can go get yourself a Trump uh, trading card. Yeah. And you're <laughs> $99. Yes. You get a digital card, and all of oh. your loved ones will be thrilled. God, yeah. Well, you'll have fewer loved ones when you send those out. <laughs> so, okay. Let's... No, but it is it is that time of year. Uh, yeah. People are doing their, their shopping, and, and when that happens, uh, scammers come out in droves because exactly. this is an opportunity for them to take advantage of folks. Okay, so let's talk about because those are always the bud, buzz kills out there. And there are many different kinds of scammers, but some people like to shop online, so we have to deal with those scammers first, right? And then there are, besides, I don't want to get too far ahead. Let's do the online ones first and then talk about sure. some of the other deals. Sure. Uh, you know, I'm going to give you, so we did a survey to kind of see, look around the corner, see what are the latest different scams that are coming up around the holidays. And, um, yeah, online scams were definitely there. One, one, one that we're seeing a lot of is a shipment, uh, shipping scam. And this isn't like the porch pirates where they go steal packages off your porch. This is a little bit different. And the way that it works is, um, you know, you order a bunch of stuff from Amazon or Walmart or wherever during the holiday season at any time you're going to have you know, six to 10 to whatever packages in transit. What they do is they send you a text message that says, there's an issue with your shipment. Click on this link so that you can, we can verify your information. You click on the link on your phone. It takes you to a fake. And I'm emphasizing fake website that looks exactly like the Amazon login or the Walmart login or the UPS login or whatever. Um, And you enter your, your username and password. They then have that. And then they get you, and then they say, we just need to verify your credit card information. You enter your credit card information, and then they have that, and then you're, you're, you're done. You, they, yeah. They've got all that information. This one's really, really common. We're seeing a lot. Um, yeah. 
so the, the way to avoid that is if you get a text message like that, mm-hmm. don't click on it first. Go to you know the retailer, whether it's Amazon or Walmart or whoever it is, sign in, see if there's any issues with any of your packages or any of your shipments, and um, and yeah, don't just don't click right. on it. It is best I find for you to instigate anything. So, for instance, a sale. Don't talk to solicitors. You go decide what you want and start talking to them. Because if somebody's knocking on your door or texting you on the phone or popping something up online, that's somebody else who you don't know who they are. So that, you always be is, the one to be to start the conversation. You have a better chance of not being scammed. Yep. Unsolicited anything. And, and yeah. here's the thing. You know, I'm the guy that comes and tells you all this gloomy news about getting scammed and getting your money taken on Christmas. Yeah. Um, but it just just a few things to be careful will help keep you safe. Uh, another one that we're saying, and this one's kind of online, and I actually did this. I bought a dog last year, a puppy, and and um, I don't want to get into it, but it costs a lot of money, and, yeah. and it, I'm still traumatized about it. But people, these these puppy scams, people are shopping for puppies because they want to get their kids a puppy. Um, you'll see on Facebook Marketplace or somewhere like that. And then it'll be, you know, what's normally like a $3,000 dog. They're selling for $1,000. You're like, well, that's a great deal. They have this beautiful picture of this beautiful little puppy. And um, they just want a $500 deposit so that they can hold it for you. Sure, you yeah. send them the $500 and it's gone. The, the best way to avoid that, number one, is to shop locally. Number two is if there's a picture you can do a photo search sure. online. You can like right click on that picture and search. And if that picture shows up in like fifty other mm-hmm. places online, you know it's scam. Number three, don't just communicate with these folks over email. Say, let's get on the phone. Let's talk about this. And so yeah. those those puppy scams are really really prevalent around yeah. Christmas time. Well, this is a great way to segue into you always hear this time of year shop local got news for you if you're going to try to buy something online and have it shipped either to your town or some other town you've you've pretty much run out of time so just stay away from that but when you walk into a store especially a local store there's the item you want there's the salesperson or the manager you can talk to them it's physical in front of you and again the odds of being scammed in that way greatly reduced Right. Good advice. Yeah. Just not always local. not always possible, but good advice. Yeah. Yeah, Let me talk you, about yeah. one more Glenn, sure. real quick, can I? Yeah, go ahead. This one's a little bit of a variation. And again, I'm trying to tell you about different and new ones because we've talked about scams and frauds before, but we talk about gift cards a lot. Scammers yeah. will try to get you to send them gift cards. Yeah. This one's different. What they do is they'll go in, you know, you're in Target or somewhere and you want to buy a gift card, a Visa prepaid gift card for a family member or something, or a or a red lobster card or whatever it is, these scammers will go in and they'll scan all of the numbers on these gift cards. So they'll go in and just do a, and they have, you know, scanners that do it. When you buy that gift card um, and send it to your family member, as soon as they activate it, these scammers, and this is, this is a more of a high tech scam. They have the ability to immediately pull all of the funds off of that gift card. Wow. And then you're giving a gift card to somebody with no, oh, no money wow. on it, which is kind of embarrassing. Yes. And, and um, you know, not fun. But uh, and again, the way that you can avoid that is something you were talking. We were talking about before. Uh, either buy it directly through re- re- the retailer, uh, yeah. rather than off the rack at the at the uh, at, at Target or whatever. Um, and and uh, the other thing is check uh, as you activate it. Just um, when 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 you buy it at the if you're going to buy it at, at Target, have them 
double check and make sure that um, that there's money on that. Here's the thing. When we did that survey, Glenn, yeah. one in four people, 25% of people said that they had gotten a gift card without any money on it. Okay. That's kind of crazy. All right. Now, I got one for you that has nothing to do with shopping. I'm just going to save you a lot of work. Something I figured out a long time ago, okay? A lot of people mm-hmm. think this is wrong, but Sam, this works. I not only had tried to send out birthday, anniversary, other holidays, Christmas cards to people I know, and I sucked at it. I really did. And then I had to home care of my dad for about six years. And so yeah. now my mom was no longer around, and I had no idea in their book of friends and family who was alive or dead. You know, so I mean, one of my sending out a holiday cards to people who no longer an anniversary card to a widower—that's horrible, uh-huh. right? So what I did was I got a big stack of cards that when you open it up, it said "Thinking of you on the special day." Signed my name to all of them and included a letter in every one of them, and I sent it to everybody that said, "Quote: I suck. I'm a horrible person. I'm a loser. I admit <laughs> it. This is your card for holidays, birthdays, whatever." Keep it in a drawer near your fireplace mantle. When the event comes up, or if you just need some love from me, put it on your mantle. When it's over, put it back in the drawer. There. That's your card. I'm done. Now, I'm out, Sam. I am out. You know what? Yeah. You are a genius. I'm a genius. I found a loophole here. Now, some there are a few people who thought that that was horrible, but there were some people who thought it was hysterical, and they still oh, yeah. use it decades later. There, Sam. You do that, and you saved yourself a lot of work, a lot of headache, and a lot of money in greeting cards. You know what? Yeah. Um, I'm going to do it. I'm going to run it by my wife. I'm going to be like, hey, Sam. I bet she rejects it. We spend Christmas cards every year. (laughs) Hey, Sam. It's going to say, we stuck. Yeah. Just keep this one and pull it out next year. There you go. It's good. Yeah. All right, Sam. Have a great Christmas. Hey, thanks, Glenn. Good talking. Let's wake up, Wyoming. 815. Wyoming Travel Network. Wake Up Wyoming goes anywhere you do with the Wake Up Wyoming app. Free download for Apple and Android. This is K2 Radio. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. All right, so yesterday, Frank and I were talking about this. I want to kind of set this up a little bit before I bring Frank and our guest on. So I want you to imagine NASCAR racing, but everybody loves to watch NASCAR racing for the wrecks. Well, what if you could just get rid of all of those, you know, pesky turns and everything and just get right to the point, the wrecks? You would call that demolition derby. Okay, so you go to a hockey match. Well, you want to see the fights, of course. So what if you could just get rid of the pesky, you know, hockey game and just get those guys out there and get right to the fight? So, Chris, that's what you do, right? That's what I do. I call the uh, the games. I, I, guys, I'm having a bad reception, I think, for this, uh, but I'm going to try to do the best I can to make okay. up what you're saying. Uh, it, it is hockey uh, with without the hockey. It's the best, probably the best. The most exciting part of the game is the fights itself. Um, but, yeah, absolutely. I've been the color analyst. I got a call from Charlie Nama, who is the founder of it, uh, about a year ago. And I wasn't doing any stuff with my Philadelphia Flyers anymore. And I said, sure, I got an opportunity to get broadcasting again. And um, what the, we've done the first two ice wars. And uh, I'll be honest with you, I, I don't, from a guy who's watched uh, – you know, MMA, boxing, been a fan of those sports. Uh, I'll be honest with you, I've, I've never quite seen anything like this uh, via combat sports before. From okay. the action, uh, the demolition involved, it's just, it was just—it was absolutely epic. 
And what's great about it, our fighters love doing it, and they love taking part in it. Frank Gambino is our sports guy here in Wyoming. Frank, he's calling this combat. It, it is. I mean, Chris, have you ever, I'm sure you've been on YouTube to watch hockey fights. and It's a blast, isn't it? It is. I mean, and, and, and you know, I haven't played in the NHL for, for 12 years. I've, you know, I've had, <laughs> I've had a couple here and there. I, that was not my forte, but uh, you can't play in a league that long uh, in, 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 in that era and, and get away uh, with unscathed from that. But it is a combat sport. And, and, I, and I think, guys, when, you know, having talked to the players, you know, the first time I went out, I mean, listen, I've been around, <clears throat> I've been around guys my, my entire life. I've had roommates that were, you know, professional NHL fighters. I mean, some of the best I've ever seen in my life. Um, a lot of our fighters are guys that just didn't have the hockey skill to necessarily get to the top. But a lot of our Western Canadians, uh, a lot of guys that come from the Prairie Provinces or even the Eastern parts of Ontario, I mean, they grew up in a culture of fighting. There is a whole demographic behind it. Uh, it's not for everybody, and I tell people that all the time. You know, some people like um, to watch water sports. Other people like to watch combat sports. I happen to like both, but I do understand that there's some people that may not uh, take a liking, uh, you know, to this variant of combat sports. To me, it's the most electric and, and exciting form of combat sport I've seen because the rounds are so short. They're one-minute rounds. There's three one-minute rounds that the players, uh, the, 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 the combatants involved, have nowhere to go but north towards each other. And that's the that's the part of the hockey fight where, you know, a guy will fight till he just can't fight anymore. You know, MMA is an amazing sport to watch, but, you know, you get, it, there's a lot of setup involved through a five-minute round. And I think that's one thing that, that is taken out of our game uh, is the fact that it is fast, it's ferocious, and there's no stop in the action at all. You know, this Ice Wars will come to the Cheyenne Ice and Event Center on Saturday, March the 4th. Now, uh, normally in, in hockey fights, I mean, when one guy gets the advantage, it kind of stops. But this, you know, uh, there, there's actually going to be judges if there's no KO or TKO in this deal? That is absolutely correct. Yeah, we have our... Uh, our judges, a lot of them are former guys that had played. Uh, they have an understanding, clearly, of the fights. But, yeah, there's very, very, uh, I would say, you know, last time looking at them, there was probably, I would say half, maybe half knockouts and, and just off the top of my head and in half decisions. Um, but some of them, you know, I mean, we've really, really taken an interest in, in making sure that these that, that the action is nonstop. Um, there are decisions. The judges are, you know, we've had former NHLers come in. Dan Kordick, who played with me in Philadelphia, lives in Edmonton. We had the last one. He came out, John Morasti. I mean, there's guys that have been in over five, six hundred, you know, professional fights in their hockey career, which is an absolute insane amount of fighting. But uh, they they love it and they love judging and, uh, and and they're very much part of the spectacle as well. Are players allowed to pull the jerseys over the the, the opponent's head? So here's the problem with that. You can. I mean, that's been the old adage. You used to see that more in the 70s and 80s where a guy would try to get it, and the guy would be wrapped, his arms would be wrapped up in the jersey. It, it, there was no tie-downs last time, as a matter of fact, on the jerseys. I, some guys asked for it. Uh, the tie-downs around the back prevent that from the jersey getting lifted over the head. We want this to be fair in every facet. This is not, we're not bare-knuckling. Uh, we have uh, four-ounce MMA gloves. Uh, the chin straps, the leather chin straps are going to be uh, – uh, a really important new factor. We don't want them coming off. Some of them came off too quick with the snaps on them last time. Uh, and we've worked hard, and a lot of the players have as well, to make sure that they don't come off. But helmet's a mandatory thing. Uh, the four-ounce gloves. And the other thing that's a little bit different that sometimes you see in the NHL, but it's very much a respect factor, 
uh, is the fact that guys will not hit somebody else on the ice. When they're, uh, when they're down on the ground, you are not allowed to punch. You're separated at that point until the player gets back up again. How many bouts do you uh, expect on a card uh, in Cheyenne and, and moving forward? So, yeah, great question. And, and that's probably one for our partner, A.J. Galante. He does a lot of the creative content, and I'm with him on that. It's a matter of getting whether we run another tournament. Uh, we've had our heavyweight champ tournament, which a guy's got to fight three times, much like the beginning of MMA when it came out. We did our middleweight staff, one in Ice Wars 2. I think last time we had about 14 fights, 12 to 14 fights. Uh, it'll, it will not be less than 10, and it could be as high as 18. That would be my guess, guys just coming out of it and i know next week we have a creative content uh a meeting to kind of get start getting things spearheaded we're really really excited about going to cheyenne that's one thing that certainly uh, you know not a lot of people have been there i know about cheyenne wyoming uh what a great small town it is but i know our guys and and, and our company's really really excited uh to get on you know again stay on the ground floor uh, and our first American venture, American City venture, and we're really, really pumped about that. I, I, can you imagine a situation where you have local guys coming in and fighting? Yeah, we're not. You know what? If, if you so, uh, it's a matter. It, it, it's been so grassroots, guys, in, in a lot of ways that we've had people, you know, text myself or AJ Galante and say, "Hey, uh, I'm a fighter. I have a cousin who's a fighter. He's done this. He's had 200 fights, and he loves it." And we've had guys just send a resume in, and we've picked up three or four of them for the last one. So if there's a local flavor to Wyoming and there's guys that can stand in there uh, on skates and they want to get in there and duke it up, yes, we are taking applications. And I can safely say we will gladly continue to do so. Give, give, give us some advice if you're on skates and fighting. What do you, what do you need to know, especially on skates? Yeah, so if you're on skates, one of the biggest things is balance. That's one of the most unusual parts about a hockey fight is, you know, guys talk all the time. It's one thing about punching. It's another thing to be able to get your skates dug into the ice, have those guys really battle, and then maintain your balance all while trying to land a punch and dodge one at the same time. A lot of our fighters, a lot of unorthodox part of it, you'll see boxers uh, and even MMA guys where, you know, the punches get thrown. But very rarely, and this is what separates, the, I think, our sport, a combat sport from the others, you will sometimes have two guys that will literally go toe-to-toe, punch-for-punch, that goes for 20 seconds. And people are looking in complete awe. And they're just the willing combatants that say, you know what, I'm either going to punch you out or you're going to punch me out. And that's something that no other sport has where fans are literally lifted out of their seats. Hey, Chris Therian, thanks for joining us this morning. Well, let's chat about this when we get closer to the date. It'll be on Saturday, March the 4th at the Cheyenne Ice and Event Center. You have a wonderful day, sir. Okay, and Chris, thank thanks, you for guys. coming on. How do weekend. we get people to the event? Where do they go to find tickets and you know the time and place and all of that? Yeah, so you could go uh, to IWIFights.com, IWIFights.com. You can go to Ice's War on Twitter, or you can check out Ice Wars International. Uh, you can just Google any of that stuff or Facebook page as well and Instagram. Uh, at DB Trashers is AJ's show from the Netflix special. So we kind of intertwined it all, but I go to IWIFights.com, guys, probably your best bet. All right. Hey, Frank, thanks for helping me out. I appreciate it. Chris, have a good time with that. This sounds really interesting. I've been watching some of it on YouTube, and wow. So thanks for coming on this morning. Appreciate yeah. your time. Coming Thank up you, on, Enjoy sure. Thank you. It's coming up on some local business that we have to take care of. That sounds interesting. I mean, again, just forget the hockey game. Who wants to waste time with that? Let's just get right to the fight. These guys are in hockey uniforms. they got skates on. They just get out there, and like you said, it's fast. It's a fast fight. So that's coming to Cheyenne. Coming up on 830.
update on your weather forecast, which is important for those on the east side of Wyoming with all of that wind. That's coming your way right after local news. And then we'll do a nice segment of open phones. Let's wake up, Wyoming. of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Miss Mary will alert this stuff out when she gets to it during the course of the day. But a couple of things on the Wake Up Wyoming site this morning. You can use your Wake Up Wyoming app to get to it or go to the website for Wake Up Wyoming. One of them, there's a woman in Deadwood, South Dakota. Now, depending on where you are, how much snow you got, some places were really Buried. Gillette was one of them. I know people in places like Moorcroft, Sundance. You know, you people were, again, really hit hard with just a lot of snow. Other places were in these areas where the wind just kind of snow blew around you. Wheatland was another one. You didn't get a lot of Wheatland, I know, compared to other people. Deadwood, South Dakota. There's a video of a woman, and it's nice that at least it was a light, fluffy snow. She is almost up to her shoulders. She's out there in the snow having fun with it, but she's almost up to her shoulders. So there's a video of her there, but also, all right. Yesterday, I got several requests, and I went ahead and played it, and I decided to go ahead and put the post up so you guys can find it for yourself. There's that. I'm going to play it again. Don't worry. There's that song written by a gentleman who is a, I believe he's a Sioux Indian have to double check my own story here on this, but uh, he is also an, an elder as well, and he wrote a song about Santa Claus getting stuck in the smoke hole of a chimney, and then the Indians just took complete advantage of it. Oh, he's Shoshone. Here we go. Song written and produced by the Shoshone elder named Old Hands. And it's an original Christmas song. He's one of the Tongo Shoshone First Nations. And he kind of lives between the U.S. and Canada there. Just a wonderful sense of humor. So he wrote the song, and he's the one who sings that song, Stuck in the Smoke Hole of My Teepee. Now, for those people, I've asked several people said to me, hey, you ought to make a video out of that. Oh, there's a video of it. It's on YouTube. And it's on the Wake Up Wyoming site right now. So if you would like to go take that song and send it to your friends, you can go ahead and do that. Again, go to the Wake Up Wyoming site, take a look at the story that I posted there, and that's where you can just grab the song and start uh, sharing it by a YouTube video. And let me see, where do I have? I might just have to go. Yeah, I'll do it here. So what I'm doing right now is going to the Wake Up Wyoming website, I'm calling it up, and there you'll see a picture of Santa Claus, and he's pointing to a sign that says, Be Very Afraid. A reverent Indian song about Santa that Indians love. And it is a very well-loved song in Indian nations 
as well. So again, go to the Wake Up Wyoming website. The song is there. Go ahead and uh, grab the YouTube video or just the entire story. Grab that link and send it to your friends so they can listen to what you're laughing about. Here's the song. There's a funny fat man in a silly red suit Stuck in the smoke hole of our teepee There's a funny fat man in a silly red suit Stuck in the smoke hole of our teepee And I have that story up right now with the video that goes with it. And you can go ahead and grab that entire link and just go ahead and send it to your friends just in time for Christmas. Now, the media covered a lot this year when it came to Christmas time. In the years since last Christmas, the media told me the press is not our enemy. Since last Christmas, the media told me no one killed Epstein. Quid pro quo was there, Eric didn't fart. We need two bad guns, and the press is not our enemy. In the years since last Christmas, the media told me Trump worked with Russians. Erica's a victim. Carson King's a racist. Nazis are rampant. Liz is a native. Big and speed up Jussie, these kids need doxing, no one kills. 
is the time of year when everybody has that debate as to whether Die Hard is a Christmas movie or not. Well, of course it is. It's this is John. Nice beer. He just wants to spend Christmas with the family. Is Daddy coming home with you? We'll see what Santa and Mommy can do. But when he gets stuck at the office party... Merry Christmas! It'll be a holiday... Merry Christmas! ...he'll never forget. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Welcome to the party, pal! This Christmas... It's a time of miracles, so be of good cheer. Only John can drive somebody that crazy. Get ready to jingle some bells. And deck the halls. With bows of Bruce Willis. Went to the coast, we get together, have a few laughs. Alan Rickman. Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? Together in the greatest Christmas story ever told. I got some bad news for you, Dwayne. <laughs> Hans. Booby. Eat it, Harvey. Holy shit. I'm starting to get a bad feeling up here. Merry Christmas. Die Hard. This is their idea of Christmas. I gotta be here for New Year's. 845, Wake Up Wyoming. Community just on air, online, and on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Be part of the show at 888-97-WOODS. This is K2 Radio. 48 to time. Wake up, Wyoming. Off to the icebox we go. Frank Gambino waiting by. So, Frank, some areas around, well, some regions around here, I don't know what you call it, uh, Deadwood, South Dakota, places like that, loads of snow. I mean, like you wouldn't believe. Record-breaking snow amounts in the area. Terry Peak up there, right yeah. in that area by Deadwood and the Black Hills, got like 60 inches. Yeah. Oh, man. I, well, you just, it just depends on where you were. I like watching Don Day's uh podcast on YouTube because he shows what's going to happen with the weather. Some places like Wheatland got pretty much nothing yeah. by comparison. And I have to go to South Dakota on Saturday. Oh, wow. Well, okay. so I have a video that I just put up on a Wake Up Wyoming site. There's a woman in Deadwood. She walks out into the snow and it is up to her shoulders. Now, at <laughs> least it's light and fluffy. Yeah. Right. But that's one of those things where, you know, she starts walking through and she's doing pretty good at first. But of course, eventually that starts to gather in front of her. <laughs> And there's nowhere to go, really. Yeah, trying to make it through. The only answer at that point is to turn, to turn around, around and follow your path back to the house. But I have to admire her. When it gets that bad, you know that expression, embrace the suck. Just have a good time with it. If you can, just, I mean, all you can do is stay home and start shoveling. You know uh, I mean? yeah. Oh, no I, no, I wait for melting. Shovel? Uh, that's going to be a while. Uh, that's fine. I'm good with that. Stock up enough. Can't go anywhere, Snowden. See, there's the excuse for that. That way I'm having a good time, and I have the excuse of not going anywhere because there's snow out there. You know what's changed, Glenn, is that, you know, it used to be yeah. you could stay home. Yeah. And there's, like, they call them snow days. Yes. Okay, there, now. There, there's no more snow days. No, you can I work from home, and you that, kids, you can, you're going to yes, school, too. I was on that yesterday. In fact, last year I was talking about that on the air. It is not fair for kids today because... Well, we're not going to go to school, so get online and log into your classroom. And they don't get to go outside. Although, Frank, I know of a few parents who say, screw that, and they send their kids out anyway. Yeah. I've met parents who do that. I'll probably be one of them. 
High school basketball, the big Flaming Gorge tournament moves along today in Green River and Rock Springs. And yesterday's action for the boys, Natrona beat Lyman 50-25. to Thunder Basin down Kelly Wall 65-49. to Over in Greeley, they have a tournament there. Laramie over Palmer Ridge, Colorado 73-57. Cheyenne Central beat Greeley Central 69-59. Cheyenne East beat Glenwood Springs, Colorado in the Windsor tournament 77-46. Today on the boys' side, Kelly Walsh will play Lyman. Star Valley meets Natrona at the Flaming Gorge. Central will take on four. Collins, Laramie meets Greeley West, and Cheyenne East will take on Campbell County and Windsor. Lenoir will be at home tonight to meet Thermopolis. On the girls' side, Kelly Walsh nips Cheyenne South 45-42 in overtime. Yesterday, the Flaming Gorge and Greeley, Laramie over Palmer Ridge 59-47. Central over Greeley Central 60-56, and in Windsor, Cheyenne East beat Glenwood Springs 60-37. Today at the Flaming Gorge, Kelly Walsh will meet Pinedale. Cheyenne South will take on Rollins and Greeley. Cheyenne Central will meet Northfield, Colorado. Laramie meets North Ridge, Colorado. Cheyenne East will take on on Campbell County and Windsor, and the Glenrock girls at home tonight to meet Thermopolis. Men's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowboys will be in Chicago to meet, take on Dayton. That'll be tomorrow night. The Pokes are 5-5 five and five overall, winners of two in a row. Dayton is 6-5 and five overall. They were ranked in the preseason top 25. It'll be a 6 p.m. start tomorrow from the United Center in Chicago. We'll have that for you on KG Radio and Casper and KCGY and Laramie. The Wyoming Cowgirls on the road on Sunday at Nebraska. The Cowgirls are 6-3 and three overall. They've won four in a row. The Huskers are 8-3. and three. They've won three in a row. High school Wrestling. Well, travel's going to be a tough around the state, but Gillette will host the Pat Weed duels today and tomorrow at the Camplex. The Toronto will be in that deal. Kelly Walsh will be in the Worland tournament, and the three Cheyenne schools in Laramie will be in the Greeley tournament. Boys High School swimming. Kelly Walsh will host a two day meet starting later on this afternoon. Central, East, and Laramie also in that event, as long as, well, along with Natrona. And the high school Nordic ski circuit will be in Pinedale. In baseball, the Casper Horseheads collegiate baseball team is folding. They have played at Lansing Field since 2017. Started out the expedition league that moved over to the Independence League. Myra and Chuck Heenan, who owned the Horseheads, said in a release that changes to family and health situations, along with the financial burdens encountered from the 2020 shutdown, the decision was made to discontinue. Laramie's Gem City Bison will continue to play in the Independence League in that collegiate wooden bat league. And that's in sports. Okay, so that's interesting. How many local baseball teams do we have left? None. Oh. I mean, it didn't inter- other than the uh, American in Casper, uh, just, just the American Legion team. Oh, doesn't Gillette and, have a team? Uh, American Legion team. Okay. Okay. So there is some baseball going on. Yeah. Now the okay. Spearfish, they have the Sasquatch. Uh huh. I like that name. That the works. Sasquatch. Okay. <laughs> as long as some people get to enjoy some local baseball is what I'm thinking. Of. Uh, yeah, it, 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 it's it, the, the pickings are getting slimmer. Okay. Sorry to hear that. All right. Thank you, Frank. Hey, coming up on some local business we have to take care of. We're going to roll into news time after that national local update in the weather forecast. Hey, Mike and Laramie lived in Leeds, South Dakota during Storm Atlas. Twenty. I was in Gillette during that Storm Atlas. Wow. That was something, right? I, I was stuck at work for three days, Mike. I, I was, yeah. Bob Linfield in the 9 o'clock hour. This is a guy who's walking back and forth across Wyoming. It's quite a story. I got some new stuff for you and some open phones, too. We'll do it in 9 o'clock hour. Wake up, Wyoming. The McGinley... Six of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. All right. Again, hold the calls. We'll do that next. 
this is someone you really got to hear from. I got a note from a guy named Bob. Bob Linfield is a gentleman who listens to this program and has turned 70 years old. Now, I've often said that when you get to the age of retirement, make sure your life has a purpose because if you don't, you're done. I've seen it personally firsthand growing up in Florida. The number of people who retire and then just stop and they're done in no time at all and die away before their time. This guy decided to hit the road as in walking. What is it? Torrington to Bozeman place. Hi, Bob. Hi. <laughs> nice to talk to you, Glenn. Good to talk to you. Okay, so let's talk about what got you out and about. What was the inspiration for getting out there and walking? Well, uh, because I turned 70, and I've always done some pretty active things, I thought, uh, I, I'm going to walk to Bozeman, Montana from Thornton, Colorado. And... Uh, uh, you know, just as uh, my my folks grew up in Bozeman, we spent all summers going there. And my mother, who's 94, still lives there in Bozeman in the summer times and Boulder in in the winter. So I thought I'm going to go just celebrate and walk up there uh, if I can do it, and uh, and that would be fun. Okay, this sounds like a real Forrest Gump kind of moment when he decided to start running back and forth across the country. Just going to go. So now how do you plan for something like this? Because first off, you got to make sure you're in shape, right? Right. And and I'm in pretty decent shape. And, and I, you know, I worked out uh, getting ready for it. But the only planning, I, I, didn't, I didn't start off uh, thinking about doing that. Uh, it just kind of fell together. And... Uh, uh, so I just started. I just started walking that direction, not knowing how far I would go. Okay. Now the average person walking will do about twenty, maybe twenty-five miles in a day if they're in good shape. About how much distance did you cover in a day? Do you think? Just about that. That's just about that. Description. Okay. Did you plan out stops? I mean, you think in hotels, or did you have a tent? I'm thinking supplies you have to bring with you. Well, my plan was pretty simple. I decided I'd go about every three days, and I'd drive my car as close as I could get okay. and uh, to the last place I stopped, and I would uh, walk from there forward. And if I'm going 25 miles, that means 12 miles forward, and then i got to backtrack 12 oh, miles. Oh, I see. So you're not and just that, taking that a straight track through. It can be 600 miles to get to Casper. Oh, Wow. Okay, so that so that means the next day you got to remember where you left off. I used Google Maps and planned it and used coordinates and other things okay. because my wife worries about me and she needs well, to track me. <laughs> I I would think so. Now that that's the next question then. So what roads do you take? Because the interstates can be dangerous. Well, in fact, you may know that it's not legal to walk on the interstate. Yeah, exactly. And so. Uh, I walk, was able to walk on frontage roads through Colorado, and then my route was to go to, I went to Cheyenne, and then I used Happy Jack Road to get to the Lincoln uh, uh, statue there mm -hmm. near Laramie, and that was my only problem, because the only way to get there is is essentially through, uh, by the interstate, and I can tell you about that story, but then I went from Laramie to Rock River, and then Medicine Bow, and then Casper. Okay. 
Yeah, that's really taking the back way up. Now, there's an area. What time of year are we talking about doing this? This is summertime? Well, I didn't think about really doing it until probably toward the end of July. So mm-hmm. I did it uh, from the toward the end of July through last uh, Wednesday of last week. Okay. When I just happened to turn on your show for the first time, I don't even listen to the radio, and I turned on your show and happened to hear you talking about people who say Wyoming is the worst at everything, mm-hmm. and I thought, i got to write Glenn yeah. a letter and explain some <laughs> stuff. <to laughs> no. <him." laughs> okay, so now you're in an area also. you got you got to think about bringing water because the route you chose is considered desert. Oh, yeah. Believe me, I... Well, all I did was I carried a fanny pack in 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 front of me and one in the back. Right. And I uh, I learned that sometimes it was better to park my car kind of in the middle of my ten miles, so I could stop by it and pick up more drinks. Okay. But I got pretty famished and thirsty sometimes. Yeah. Did anyone offer you help along the way? Did they see you way out there and think, what's this 70-year-old dude doing walking out in the middle of nowhere? You know, Glenn, I didn't think anybody would care, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, what some old guy is doing up in Wyoming. Yeah. But listen to this. Uh, in the 200 miles I walked in Colorado, one person stopped and checked on me, and I was surprised. Mm-hmm. and offered me a ride. So that's one person in one vehicle. Okay. When I got to Wyoming, I'm going twice the distance, so I'm figuring uh, maybe two people are going to stop and inquire. Yeah. And uh, Or maybe just somebody will stop and shoot me. I don't know. <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. Uh, so, so I'm telling you, if I add up the vehicles and people who stop me, stopped to check on me it was over 50 wow holy cow and you think 50 to 50 people to one and wyoming has far fewer people especially on the road that you were on the roads you took are so way out in the middle of nowhere so to have that many people stop and check on you way to go wyoming okay you finally get all the way up to casper wyoming but that means you're what you're about at the halfway point maybe right well, yeah, I still have uh, 800 miles to go okay. to Bozeman. It'll put me at 1,400. But from Casper, now you got to think, and you still can't get on the interstate. So what roads do you take from Casper up? Yeah, I've thought about that quite a bit. I go to Shoshone, Riverton, through the Wind River Reservation. Okay. And then to uh, uh, Crowheart, and then to the Tetons and Yellowstone. So you went way out and around well, that's the way I'm planning to go when okay. I'll get up next spring. Okay, so you got to finish this then. You're going to get up next spring, and you're going to start heading out there and going way out and around. Well, at least yeah. it's going to be a beautiful walk, because I can tell you, going from Casper, Wyoming, and heading over to Lander, for example, you know, in that area, that is some of the most beautiful territory that Wyoming has to offer. But again, you're talking about, as for a good part of it, some serious desert area. Wear a good hat, bring plenty of water. I I sure will. Yeah. Is there any way, now that you have our number here, I assume Miss Mary gave you the number, that's how we got in touch with you, right? Do we have your number? 
Yes. Okay. I just want to make sure that we keep in touch with you because if you're going to do the rest of this trip, I want to keep track of you. Oh, you you bet. Uh, yeah. I'm happy to keep sharing it with you. Absolutely. In fact, I might even join you on part of the walk. So when do you plan to start off next time? Probably in the spring as soon as weather allows it. Okay. Are you on social media at all, or are you too old for that? <laughs> well, I, I'm a retired computer science guy, oh, oh, so well. I, I, uh, I plan to put a, a travel page on Facebook, but I haven't done it yet. Okay. All right. Well, we need to keep in touch with you, and I'd like to do that. You put a travel page up there. That would certainly help as well, because I really do want to track your progress. That means, because this, this radio program here is heard on several stations around the region, and there's also a lot of people who listen off of their phones online. So that means we can make sure that people out there can keep an eye on you. So it's not just strangers stopping by to see if you're okay. It's actually people who listen to this program that know, I know who that guy is. That's Bob. And they might just pull <laughs> well, over and hand you a bottle of water. Well, even without anyone knowing, yeah, I was shocked and surprised that that many people in Wyoming would would even care. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had I have met sheriffs and people from the uh, Wyoming Transportation Department and Highway Patrolmen. I even met the mayor of Shoshone. And wow. everybody wanted to help, wanted to make sure I was okay, uh, give yeah. me breaks and stuff. So are you going to be 71 years old when you start next time? That's right. Okay. This is record-breaking stuff, you know. Well, uh, I, I appreciate you saying that. Uh, yeah. You know, you uh, you said in your bio that you were really glad that life led you to a beautiful oasis like Wyoming. And I'll tell you, I feel the same. Okay. All right. Well, I want to thank you for coming on this morning, Bob. And I am sharing, I'm saving your information here. And Miss Mary and I will be back in touch with you again. And as soon as you're ready to start walking again, uh, you said sometime in the spring. And I want to make sure that we know it so we can sort of join you on this radio show on that journey. And like I said, I might even want to come out on, do you do this on weekends or is it a weekday thing? What, What days of the week do you choose? I just, I just try to choose every three days or so. Every three days, okay. okay. No, I can, I can uh, arrange it so we can walk together. I was about to I say, if you're other... ready for some partners, we might be able to get me and some other people with you if, if you'd like some company. Sure, that'd be very nice. That'd be great. All right, Bob, thanks for coming on this morning. Thanks for writing me with this story. It's an amazing story. Thank you. I enjoyed uh, talking with you. 917, Wake Up Wyoming. On Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods from K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. Nine thirty-six. the time. Let's wake up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. So I, oh, I got to give the people, I'm going to Casper for this next one. A lot of credit. So every year, like, for instance, I'm in Cheyenne, and they do a Toys for Tots thing in Cheyenne. And I'll stand outside in front of Menards with a bunch of veterans. And, boy, Cheyenne shows up with all sorts of toys. Wow, a lot of toys. In Casper, they have Stuff the Van. And Stuff the Van has been going on all week. I know you're thinking the weather. Yeah, doesn't matter. We were there.
So I would get off work. I've been doing this all week. I get off work here. And the poor guy up the hallway from me, Drew, who does the morning show on the country station, he has been doing the morning show from the Walmart east side of Casper every single morning. And I relieve him at 11 o'clock in the morning. And I'm there till 3. And then another guy, DJ Nike, relieves me and stays there till 7 at night. And you know what the, you know what the weather's been like, right? Oh, okay. Despite that, people have been coming out and still giving. Yesterday, the sun finally came out. The wind stopped, even though it was still brutally cold. And wow, people made up for lost time. I mean, really made up for lost time in showing up with all sorts of gifts. Now, here's all you have to do if you're in that area. Just grab any gift for a kid, right? Or things they might need, if you think of that. Also, the Wyoming Food for Thought Project is there. Cash donations go toward making sure people have food throughout not just the holiday season, but throughout the rest of the year. So people are making up for lost time, and every year is a record-breaking year over last year. And because it's been a tough year, tough few years now, those who have a little extra are just really giving. I've and I've said this, and I don't mean to sound like I'm just saying it because, you know, no, I really mean this. Out of the places that I've lived in my life, and I've had a chance to live in several states and so on, Wyoming is about the most giving state I've ever lived in. I mean, the people here really open up. So to everybody who's been giving, thank you for that. And for those who will, hope to see you there this afternoon and tomorrow afternoon because we're there Saturday as well. Now, that's been like 13-hour days for me this entire week, but that's not a complaint because we have any miserable but weather. And I'm not complaining. I'm really not because we've had a great time doing it no matter what was going on. So, yeah, people have showed up with actual full shopping carts. Businesses show up, donate. I mean, it really has been going on and on all week long. Every community is doing something. So I mentioned Cheyenne. I mentioned Casper. Wherever you're listening from around Wyoming, there's some project like this going on. And it has been a tough few years for a lot of people. Inflation not helping at all, really. And... If you look at retail sales, they're down quite a bit, too. People are trying to save some money, and I get that. So, in that spirit of helping people out, not just with the toys, and I've seen it, talk about heartbreaking, both in Cheyenne and in Casper, I have seen parents walk up to where we're gathering toys, and they're looking at the toys, and they look at us, and, so what's going on? And they... They need toys for the kids, or they need enough food to make it through the wintertime, things like that. And they don't want to ask for the help, but they see it's being offered. And they're not there to give, but they could use some help, and they're afraid to ask. And I've seen that several times just this week alone. So for anyone, not just in the community that I'm working this week, which is uh, the Casper community, but for those also in Cheyenne and any other town, whether you're in Wheatland, Moorcroft, Douglas, Laramie, wherever you're listening from. All the way up in Buffalo, Gillette, you know, Moorcroft, places like that. Casey, there's something going on. Church, civic, whatever it might be. And so if you don't see someone doing what we're doing, which is standing outside and saying, hey, come help us, and we're easy to find, just go ask. Just ask around. Somebody, a lot of times you'll find those bins in your local grocery store. Not everybody has a Walmart, I know, but even your dollar stores sometimes have a bin, a collection bin of some kind. 
But your church or civic groups, even your churches, I'm sorry, I already said uh, your your city hall, they know of somebody who's collecting in some way. So if you have that little bit extra this year, this is one of those years where it really kind of counts. And I know that because I can see the people that have walked up to our booth. Again, they got kids in tow. And they're looking at all the gifts, and they're trying to figure out what are they going to do for the kids. And not just, again, not just the toys, the food. What are they going to do? It's not like they're not trying. It's just trying times. So if you can help out anywhere in your community. I know Wyoming comes through. Like the gentleman I just had on who's walking across Wyoming. He walked across a good part of Colorado, and nobody stopped to help the seven. One guy, one guy stopped to help the 70-year-old man walking across Colorado, see if he was okay. In Wyoming, on one stretch of road, he was stopped like 50 times. That's Wyoming for you. 942. But a new case of measles. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods. Live on AM 1030 and the Wake Up, Wyoming mobile app. Forty-seven is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Off we go to talk to Frank Gambino who's over there in the icebox. Frank, you've heard the old Christmas song, of course. I want a hippopotamus for Christmas, right? No, I, I, I've yeah. heard um, a, a new front tooth. Uh, oh, new front tooth, babe. You heard the hippopotamus song? No, no, no. Do I want to? No, no, well, it's a very old song, as old as... All I want for Christmas is my two front teeth. Okay. But, no, there's a song, I want a hippopotamus for Christmas, and I'm thinking bad idea. Yeah. Okay. It's like that, like that thing in Top Gun. My mother wants to fly jets. Uh, yeah. I mean, you're going to go following that thing around the living room with a shovel to scoop up all of it? No. <laughs> just take it all to right. the zoo and just <clears throat> let them sure. deal with it. You're going to feed that thing every night? Kid? What, whose room is it sleeping in? Yeah. All right. Well, then... And if the thing snores, you're in big trouble. But okay. Well... Miss Mary sends me this... From Newsweek magazine, hippo swallows two-year-old boy, throws him back up alive. Really? Now that's another. Is this reason. Newsweek or National Enquirer? No, Newsweek. Now National Enquirer would have been Bat Boy swallows. <laughs> 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 but no, this is uh, th- this is what Miss Mary reads. What I'm looking for. Boy, I'm, I'm, boy, I'll, wow! I didn't want to know about that. Yeah. Now you know the game Hungry Hippo, right? Yes. Okay. It starts by saying a hungry hippo, oh yeah, appeared to have bitten off more than he could chew. And I wonder, okay, he swallowed a two-year-old boy alive. Now, I wonder if the kid just tasted bad. Yeah, I mean, and what and what part of the earth did this happen? Uh, let me see. Infant plane. Oh, okay. Madagascar? You, you want me to pronounce this, huh? Okay. Uganda. Oh, you okay. Okay. As far as the town, I'm not even going to try oh, to no, 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 no. You're, you're, you're close enough, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, and th- this goes, that, look, we have problems here with kids being punted by buffalo in Wyoming, okay? You could be eaten by a hippo yeah, in Imagine Uganda. living in a country where there's a damn hippo. Okay. So, let me see. Where are uh, the parents in this whole uh, deal? Yeah. So, let's see. The boy was seized by the animal, gobbled down head first. This is a lot like when I'm growing. See, they're not at a zoo or anything like that. They're out and about in, yeah. the, in the country. This is like where I grew up. I had to watch for alligators. You never know. There's gators around on those islands I grew up on. I'm sure watch there for is. Gators. 
Well, where this kid lives, there's a hippo. So the hippo sees a target of opportunity and jumps for it and swallows the kid whole. Yeah. A man managed to save the boy by throwing stones at the hippo. The animal then regurgitated the the I guess that throwing stones at the hippo lets the hippo know, hey, spit it up. I don't know. Yeah. Glenn, I'm trying to get in the Christmas spirit. Okay. Well, I just want to know, what does this two-year-old taste like? That <laughs> not like chicken, I can. T- you know. uh, not like chicken. No. Okay. Uh, we want to remind all residents. I'm going to try of the Katui Kabutru. I'm um, forget it. Town Council, <laughs> which is located within Queen Elizabeth National Park, uh, which is not just like a not like Yellowstone. This is different kind of national. It's like a reserve. Yeah. Yes. To remain vigilant and always alert, park rangers say that animals, well, you know, kind of like here in Yellowstone. So again, we. Worry about Yellowstone and tourists. They have Queen Elizabeth National Park. Boys rush to the hospital. Minor injuries. Vaccinated against rabies. Hippos have rabies? Hippos are mean. Okay. I had no idea that hippos had rabies. All righty then. Prep basketball for the boys and girls. The big Flaming Gorge tournament moves along today in Green River and in Rock Springs. From yesterday on the boys' side, the Toronto beat Lyman 50-25 to and Thunder Basin beat Kelly Wall 65-49. In Greeley, Colorado, there's a tournament down there. Laramie over Palmer Ridge, Colorado, 73-57. Cheyenne Central beat Greeley Central, 69-59. Cheyenne East over Glenwood Springs, Colorado in the Windsor Tournament, 77-46. Today on the boys' side, Kelly Walsh will play Lyman. Star Valley meets Natrona in the Flaming Gorge. Central will take on Fort Collins, and Laramie meets Greeley West in Greeley. Cheyenne East will meet Campbell County in Windsor. Glenrock will be at home tonight to meet Thermopolis. On the girls' side from yesterday, Kelly Walsh won their first game of the year, nipping Cheyenne South in overtime, 45-42 at the Flaming Gorge. In Greeley, Laramie over Palmer Ridge, 59-47. Cheyenne Central over Greeley Central, 60-56. And in Windsor, Cheyenne East beat Glenwood Springs, 60-37. Today, down at the Flaming Gorge, Kelly Walsh will meet Pinedale, and Cheyenne South will take on Rollins. In Greeley, Cheyenne Central will take on Northfield, Colorado, and Laramie meets North Ridge, Colorado. Cheyenne East will play Campbell County in Windsor. The Glenrock girls at home later today to take on Thermop. In men's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowboys will be in Chicago for that legend showdown. It's a one-game deal versus the Dayton Flyers, and the Pokes are 5-5 five five overall. All winners of two in a row. Dayton is 6-5, and five, and they were ranked in the preseason top 25. It's a 6 p.m. start tomorrow from Chicago. We'll have that for you on KG Radio and Casper and KCGY and Larry. Wyoming Cowgirls will be on the road on Sunday at Nebraska and Lincoln. Cowgirls are 6-3 and three overall. They've won four in a row. The Huskers are 8-3, and three, and they've won three in a row. High school wrestling, a travel may be tough around the state, but Gillette will host the Pat Weed duels today and tomorrow at the Camp Lex. Natrona will be in that deal. Kelly Walsh will be in the Worland tournament, and the three Cheyenne schools plus Larry will be in the Greeley tournament. In Boys High School Swimming, Kelly Walsh will host a two-day meet starting later on this afternoon. Central, Natrona, East, and Laramie will be in that event. And the High School Nordic Ski Circuit will be in Pinedale today and tomorrow. In baseball, the Casper Horseheads Collegiate Baseball team is folding. They have played at Lansing Field since 2017, started out in the Expedition League, then moved over to the Independence League. Myron Chuckinen, who owned the Horseheads, said in a release that changes to family and health situations along with financial burdens encountered by the 2020 shutdown, the decision was made to discontinue. Now, Laramie's uh, Gem City Bison will continue to play in the Independence League in that Collegiate Wooden Battle League. And that's it in sports. So, 
Okay. Did Gillette dig out the camplex because they got hit with a lot of snow too? I'm, I, I'm, uh, I'm, I knew I, I read something, but not not last night, but the night before, okay. it, it took uh, nearly four hours. Okay. To get from Casper to Gillette. Uh, yeah. So they're having something tonight. You said. It did. Yeah. Tonight, okay. t- today, and tonight okay. and tomorrow. Okay. Well, maybe they've had some. The roads are open. The roads are certainly. I'm, I'm going to attempt to get up there tomorrow. Sketchy, you know. But maybe by tomorrow you'll be doing just fine. But I should very, hope. See, so. it's windy today, Frank. So there's a lot of drifting snow. Yeah. I'm just saying, be careful. You know what? Our, our whiteout guys are great. Yeah. All right. Do it again Monday. All right. Thank you, Frank. Be careful. Coming up on some non being very serious with them. Be careful because, boy, the roads out there, especially on the east side of Wyoming with all that wind blowing snow. Hey, guys, have a great weekend. Let's wake up, Wyoming.